All right, do you hear that music? You know that show. Of course, you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice of America Network. It's unique about this show is I am not in the studio. Of course, I am in the city of Dallas. Of course, we are here at the Player Network event. This is the 11th annual Player Network event. And it's live. Player Network event is, you guys should be familiar with it. Come on. Now, you know I've been doing this for the last three years. And the Player Network event is a... An opportunity for the players. That's just some technical difficulty. To me, that's just like a you know a receiver who came out and, and ran a double route on me. I have to be ready for that. So I'm not going to let that bother me. I'm going to continue to tell you about the Player Network event. The Player Network event is a career fair for current and former NFL players to prepare themselves for the transition. The transition is something that many times it happens before players are, are prepared for it. Um, and it's it's something that obviously needs to be addressed. And Troop 21 and Guy Troop and now the NFL alumni has come on board and they are doing a tremendous job with preparing guys for that transition. The transition happens to every player. At some point in time, players will find themselves in a position where they will become former players. And uh, I'm involved in this uh, because of the fact that a lot of former players have expressed an interest to be involved in media so uh it's going to be a long broadcast it's going to be a, a special long broadcast it's going to be a broadcast that will uh, last about four hours and we're going to have a great time uh i got a good friend with me who's going to join me uh Lamont williams does a show called outside the huddle and outside the huddle last year i uh, had the honor and privilege uh to have a co-host join him and that was John Inglesby. John, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm great, Ray. Thank you for having me. And uh, it's great to be live on site in the epicenter of the sports world. Yeah, there's one thing about this. There's nothing like the Super Bowl in the world, John. And there's nothing like this, this festivity that goes on here today. And there are a lot of different things that go on at the Super Bowl. And it's an extension for, for corporate America to have a party a lot of times but this is not a party for corporate america this is a networking event and it's an event that benefits players and of course we're here because we're the media opportunity for players but you've been around the game for years and you've seen some horror stories about some players that haven't prepared themselves for that transition am i correct that is correct ray uh you know there's just a lengthy history of uh Players, many of them NFL players, but pro athletes in general who just did not, you know, plan properly. And in the NFL, the differentiator is is that the career averages between three and four years. So for those who don't put their money away, uh, it can all end quickly and the money can go quickly. So it's of particular relevance to the NFL and, and... that's one of the reasons why you know media opportunities for former players is, is so important. And one of the interesting things is is that many most of these players have been dealing with the media since they were teenagers very frequently, and so they have a, a excellent foundation. Granted, they're on the other side of the microphone, but uh, for many of them, it's just a natural transition, and uh, and they do very well, which is why you see many former athletes. Uh, as announcers on TV, broadcast, what have you. Yeah, I think what it is, John, for me at least, uh, you know, it was what I studied in school. And I'm certainly happy the fact that I'm uh, having a chance to do it now. 
and because yeah I and and I, I'm fine again we having a little small problems don't worry about it it's just like playing the game we just make the adjustment as we go on and so what's happening is the fact that uh, there's some problems with John's headphones but he's gonna be okay but I'll tell you this I know that I got started in media very early and there are guys there's one thing about these athletes these athletes are student athletes first and so that means that they, they have somewhat of a foundation of, of, of an educational opportunity that may present itself and and when they do that they, they need to take advantage of that education and apply their education to their post careers so you got guys that are here today uh, some of them are looking at opportunities not just in, in, in media but other aspects of business you got uh, there are, are, are financial opportunity financial business the financial world there's opportunities here and uh, in, in business management opportunities here uh, entrepreneurship and each individual they have their own businesses some of the players have their own businesses of which they've come here today to display their wear and their goods but but John from from being up there on the northeast part of the country uh, you've probably seen some very successful guys on the football field. Of course, the Patriots have, uh, you know, Tom Brady is somewhat of a dynasty up in that area. Uh, of course, you've got the Giants up there during the Bill Parcells days. They, they did very well. Um, the, the horror stories up in that part of the country, um, are, are they consistent with what happens around the rest of the country, or are those franchises doing things different for some of their players? Do you know anything about that up in that area? Well, Ray, I'm a 16-year Patriot season ticket holder, uh, and I've also covered the team very consistently for the past decade or so, and I think the Patriots do very well. You know, two mitigating factors, it's a higher standard cost of living up in the Northeast, particularly Boston, New York, obviously, but in the same light, there's that many more opportunities, and what has happened since the Patriots have uh, achieved their dynastic level of the last decade is that countless former players are just doing wonderful things uh, particularly with the media you know Joe Andrusi who I spoke with yesterday the former offensive lineman for the Patriots is doing some radio and Christian Fourier the tight end former tight end is also uh, he has a weekly television show that's unrelated to sports it's about uh you know, the social life in Boston and, and call it Dirty Water TV. And talk radio in Boston has exploded. Uh, WEEI is one of the, the top-rated sports, sports radio network in the country. And uh, 98.5, owned by CBS, has re uh, started about a year ago, and they've arrived on the scene as a major player. So just, you know, focusing on broadcasting, uh, you know, there's lots of opportunities for not just Patriots, but all the uh, former athletes in Boston. And Boston, is, as our listeners know, is just a extremely passionate sports city, maybe, maybe the best in the country. That's certainly what the Bostonians like to believe, and I, and I wouldn't argue. And, uh, well, not this year. Not this year. <laughs> exactly. Well, I must, I must say we're having a... A lot more season-ending losses in the second half of the first decade of this century than the first half, but uh, the Celtics notwithstanding in 08, but, uh, but Boston is probably as fertile a ground as it gets uh, for opportunities for athletes to go on to great careers. John Hanna 
used to live in my suburb of Medfield, Massachusetts, and John started a ultra-successful finance firm. And that's just one example, and there are many, many other examples of uh, athletes starting your own business, as you said. Right. Well, that, that, that's good to hear because I, it's my personal perspective that I'm glad people like the organizations like the NFL alumni has taken a look at some things that are necessary. You know, players are good at what they do. And at this time, the current players are playing football, and, and they're, they're totally dedicated to that. But they have to carve out a little time to try to prepare themselves for life after, after football. So it's good to, to think that some organizations are at least considering it. You know, hey, maybe we should partake in this and try to provide some assistance. And, and the NFL alumni working with NFL management as well, they get a chance to do some of that. But, but that's good to hear. I want to talk a little football with you, John. Because okay. <laughs> because we're here. Go ahead. You got a you got a comment on that? Yeah, I, I just want to you know just wrap up this uh, segment of the conversation by saying that I've worked very closely with a mutual friend of ours, Mike Haynes, uh, the vice president of player development for the NFL for many years, and Dan Masonson, uh, who works closely with Mike at the league office. And in working with player development over the past three four years, uh, the league does a lot. They offer a lot for current and former players, such as broadcast boot camp, four-day event once a year at NFL Films in near Philadelphia. I attended one day about three years ago, and where they were training athletes how to become broadcasters. They also have affiliations with Harvard, Northwestern, Stanford, and Wharton School, where they provide a week's worth of classes. And players can attend and learn all types of, you know, life skills, career skills. And I, again, I attended one day at Wharton a couple of years ago, and then I interviewed the faculty who teaches it at Harvard. So, you know, the NFL uh, has probably the gold standard of active player development programs that they present to their players uh, to take advantage of, and many do. Yeah, it, again, it's something that's been needed for a long time. Uh, last night, I got a chance to spend some time with a lot of players. We're here at, at, at the event we had last year with the uh, Alumni of the Year, Player of the Year Awards, and uh, saw a lot of good friends there. And uh, as a matter of fact, James Lofton and I spent some time just talking about that very thing uh, and how some players uh, have adjusted and other players have not. Correct. Uh, but it's, it's certainly something that we as former players are, are trying to uh, advocate uh, as best we possibly can to let the young players of today know that it, the best time to get started as soon as you get into the league. Correct. You should start working on that transition. So I'm going to transition into New England football. Uh, Tom Br- Tom Brady won some. He's won some awards, uh, uh, but he's won awards. But but they're again they're not playing in this year's Super Bowl. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't play in last year's Super Bowl. But we know how good of a quarterback Tom Brady is. Uh, when you look at what the Patriots did this year, w- would you think that it was a successful season for them? Or, or is, according to their standards, they didn't live up to those standards? What, what's your opinion on that? Absolutely not <clears throat> a successful season. The Patriots uh, are, they don't have quite the tradition of the New York Yankees, but the criteria is the same even after a decade of excellence, which is simply anything other than a championship is a disappointment, period. End of story. I've talked to Bob Kraft personally about that, and uh, and Tom Brady uh, 
I guarantee you he would pack up all those awards and ship them back for a chance to win another Super Bowl. And again, the Patriots are, are simply at that level, as are many others, the Steelers, of course, and uh, where anything other than a championship is a disappointment. A 14-2 and two t- season is not relevant. I was at the Jets' playoff loss. I can truly say it was the angriest and most disappointed crowd I've seen in 16 years of attending Patriot games regularly, and, uh, and they still haven't gotten over it. And it's one of the all-time top ten Boston sports losses already, if not top five. And uh, so, yes, to answer your question, a, a huge disappointment. Well, there were a couple guys that uh, got shipped out a little bit early uh, up there in uh, Patriot Town, and uh, one of those guys, of course, was To. And 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 some people thought, wow. Uh, T.O.'s gone. I'm, I'm, Randy so, Moss. I'm sorry, Randy Moss. I didn't mean T.O. I meant Randy Moss. Randy Moss is gone. The team's going to be a little different. Of course, uh, Wes Welker stepped up. Pro Bowl again. Um, do you think there will be more changes in the offseason in order to get this team back on track? You know, I do. Um, you know, the, fortunately, they were able to bring Dion Branch back after Randy Moss left. But uh, the good news right off the bat is the Patriots have four of the top 100 picks. And including, I believe, number 17, which came from Oakland in the, in mm-hmm. the, uh, within the past year or two. So, um, you know, now that we're a few weeks removed from the playoff loss and we can look at things with a little more clear prism... Uh, there was a lot to like. By that, I mean the tight ends, Rob Gronkowski and uh, Aaron Hernandez. Most importantly, the defense. Gerard Mayo stepping up as a true leader of the defense. Uh, Devin McCourty, outstanding. Probably the second best rookie. Um, well, Sam Bradford and, and Dominican Sue, of course. But uh, top five rookie. And, uh, you know, the defense, no one knew what was coming as, as recently as even October 1st with the Patriots defense. They had a great year, had some issues, but all in all, you know, they were a turnover-driven defense who made plays, not great statistically. But uh, there will be changes. I think the, the Patriot way, as they like to call it, is, you know, a consistent evolution and change. Well, let's go back, and we know that this, quarter, this team revolves around this quarterback. I think uh, Tom uh, has some issues with one foot or perhaps even both, but uh, it's something of which... Uh, has to be taken care of uh you know that's kind of hard to have operate I, I think this is like his maybe second or third operation in the last two or three years tom's getting beat up you know he really is uh and that was you know the best kept secret in boston since uh the celtics were sold without anybody having advanced knowledge uh no one knew about his foot i never even a rumor so it stunned everybody when uh they announced he was having surgery and it never wasn't used, you know, during the season or, or as an excuse after the fact. Uh, but yeah, Tom is getting beat up. Um, you know, he's had the shoulder issue pretty consistently for the past number of years, and then other just kind of, you know, bumps and bruises. Um, and then the one thing that is disconcerting is the last three playoff losses have all had what I consider one common theme, which is pressure on Brady is what 
is why the Patriots lost those games, going back to the Super Bowl loss to the Giants, then, of course, to the Ravens, and this year to the Jets. Uh, you know, his jersey doesn't get dirty throughout most of the year, and then we get to the uh, we get to the playoffs, the last three playoff losses, and he's just getting completely beat up. So it, it, it's serious cause concern for concern. He's in his mid-30s now. You said something that concerns me a little bit, and, and I got to say this, John, because as a former player, it's it's something that's right on the radar screen, and that's the health of players. And, and it should not be, you know, the best-kept secret up there in Patriot Town about an injury that a player has, but yet still, you know, maintains himself on the field. You know, players are playing with what's perhaps maybe some something that will deter the pain, and it could be causing more harm. Uh, how do you feel about that when you hear about players who have serious... I mean, you're hearing about broken feet or, or a broken foot or, or, or a broken arm or a dislocated shoulder, whatever. Something that, for the average person, it's like you get the medical care and you come back. I'm not sure I'm happy with these. I mean, people who have to have surgeries, but they're prolonging the surgery to play in another game. I don't think that's a good thing for the players. What do you, do you have? A, come on, you got to have an opinion about that. Good or bad doesn't care because we can say what we want to say. That's but, right, I'd be right. inter- but I'd be interested in hearing your, your perspective on that. That's just not a good thing as far as I'm concerned. And I agree 100%, Ray. It is not a good thing. Uh, you know, I get a sense that, you know, come Monday is in the day after the Super Bowl, hospitals will be, and doctors are going to be flooded with NFL players who have basically lived with injuries for the past six months. And, you know, they go and tend to them once the season ends. And... You know, I, I just think it's a, uh, you know, an, an ongoing issue. And, you know, given the league's uh, new requirements concerning the reporting of concussions and how that's all handled on the field and whatnot, my sense is is that that's, that may start to carry over into injuries beyond concussions, that it may be more of a required uh, reporting or, you know, mandatory sitting out, what have you, or... D- medical clearance yes i think and you would know this better than uh anyone ray i think there's you know probably the the, you know the macho image of players in the nfl as well as simply without the guaranteed contracts of needing to you know play through injury to keep their jobs and and that that's that's the part that, that really bothers me it's because of the there's no job security and that's what the that's what the concern is. The concern is that a person feels like they've got to go ahead and they've got to play even though they're hurt, and that's that's just not good. And so I'm hoping that there is something. I don't know if it's through the collective bargain agreement or what it is, which is a major topic. Major. You know, as a matter of fact, I think you were there and Commissioner Goodell, you know, addressed you know the CBA. I think he said he hoped to have it done in a couple weeks. But I'm really concerned about the health of, of and welfare of players and, and the medical teams that are involved. Uh, I believe the medical staff now, sometimes they're independent medical people that are involved. Correct. But it's extremely important that a guy feels comfortable in being able to say, I mean, Jay Cutler, I mean, he probably got, boy, he got bashed so bad uh, because of there were people who they didn't see the injury. They, they didn't see it when it happened. Right. Uh, but but yet still, it was obvious that the man couldn't continue to play. He felt that perhaps maybe his backup could do a better job at 100% than 
than he could at a percentage of a hundred percent. And and you got guys that are that are feeling it from their teammates. Uh, boy, you you, you got to be carried off the field. And I think that that whole mentality needs to change. I'm from a generation, of course, of you know no pain, no gain, and and we've got to stop that, John. So um, I hope Mr. Brady can get himself healthy. And he can get back on the field. He can lead his team. I don't know if I want him to lead him to the promised land. He's got enough. <laughs> He's done enough. He has three. But, uh, but, but certainly a uh, uh, great football player, great football organization. So let, let's talk a little bit about this, if we would, because I said something about the commissioner. You were there. You got a chance to, to hear some of the comments about the commissioner and what he you know, hopes to do in terms of solving um, uh, this, this collective bargaining uh, process. And... And so we'll see. Okay, and so and so we'll see what we'll see what happens. So, uh, what do you think about the collective bargaining agreement process? And do you think two weeks is a reality in terms of being able to get things settled? Or uh, a couple of weeks, let's say. I don't know what a, a couple 4th. can mean anything. You know what I mean? But you've only got it, it expires on March third or fourth. March fourth. March fourth. So, what's your comments on that? Well, I was indeed at Commissioner Goodell's annual state of the nfl address yesterday additionally i was at d marie smith's uh news conference on with kevin moa on uh thursday and basically the what the commissioner said the word he used is it's going to take intensive negotiations to try to get this done by march 4th you know based on what he said i expect him to present the super bowl trophy and Head to the office and start negotiating. There is not a minute to be lost. March fourth, the biggest date on this year's NFL calendar is gonna is obviously less than a month away now. And and DeMarie Smith also said the exact had the exact same tone. It's just gonna have to be twenty four seven round the clock. They both said that and acknowledged it. And I think that uh, you know. They both also were in agreement, and this is good. There, there's a lot of similar tones and thoughts in what they both said, but bottom line, if it gets beyond March 4th, a whole lot of things are going to start to occur that neither side wants. Now, you, you say you hear similar tones from both people. Do you really think, I mean, you got two very strong will, but two very intelligent men that understand that it, it's important that you do have a collective bargaining agreement. Do you think there possibly could be a work stoppage? Honestly, I, I have to think there is certainly that possibility. Now that's uh, not that, that's not going to be good for the league. It's not going to be good for the players or the owners. Nobody wins. Everybody loses in that scenario. And both uh, Roger and D. Marie said that in their comments of the last forty-eight hours. And again, but you know, these things often come down to the eleventh hour, and we are officially in the eleventh hour. I consider the moment the Super Bowl ends. Did and, either uh, one of those? gentlemen say something to you that was a sticking point that made you think that perhaps maybe there would be a work stoppage is, is there something that you know we talk about deal breakers was there something that was mentioned by either one of them that might say to you well that's going to be a deal if that doesn't happen it, that's going to be a deal breaker well one of the hot topics uh is you know the move to the 18 game schedule clearly the commissioner and the owners appear committed to that and as an aside, as a season ticket holder, it's 
I don't like having to pay for two preseason games and the commissioner, I, I'm happy when I hear the commissioner say, you know, the quality of play is not worth the full price of but, but when But when did you, John, start feeling that you were being cheated, having to pay for preseason games? It used to be a time that people really enjoyed preseason games. When did it start that all of a sudden they lost their value? What was it about a preseason game in your mind that lost its value being a supporter of the Patriots for so many years? I think probably... Uh when you know it just became so predictable that you know a Tom Brady wasn't going to play in the fourth game fourth preseason game or that you know he might come out for you know one series that type of thing you know I've gone through the effort of going over to Foxborough and uh, you know and then Tom Tom Brady doesn't play and you know it's it's, it's disappointing uh, especially if I'm bringing someone that is really excited to see Tom Brady um, but, you know, it's just, uh, you know, really just writing the check for, you know, I've, again, it costs the exact same to attend, uh, you know, a preseason game as it does to attend a game, you know, with playoff implications in December. And they're all the same. And uh, so I just feel that, uh, you know, I happen to agree that the commissioner's heading down the right track with, you know, preseason is just, again, not what an NFL fan expects expect to see on the field, let alone pay for. Right. But the Players Association seems equally committed on not wanting to go to 18 games and the, ha- and the potential issues involved with that, injuries, what have you, unless there is just a major, you know, uh, revamping. And by that, I mean the expansion of rosters. Okay practice squads what have you hey we're gonna have to jump they're telling me we got to go to break we're going to finish then because uh, you know preseason to me i think it's pretty it's important for those rookies that are coming into the league so let's take this break you've been listening to rail of sports on the voice american network we are live in dallas at the 11th annual player network event thank you for listening we'll be right back listen to rail of sports on the voice american network and he, uh, John has some problems with his headphones, but uh, right now, of course, uh, joining me is John St. Clair with the Cleveland Browns, my team. Uh-huh. And, and, and John, man, I, you know, I'm glad to see you here again at the Player Network event. I've seen you here for at least, this is the third year, you and your wife, of course, have a company. Sure. Want to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk a little bit about the Browns, but, but first let's talk about the Player Network event. You've been here for three years, John. Tell me what keeps you coming back to this player network event. And not only that, we're going to talk about you, one of those few who started getting yourself ready for this transition. But what is it that you like about this player network event? Oh, it's a great opportunity for athletes to come out and display their businesses. Uh, thank God, Troop and Troop 21 and Associates, uh, they do a great job of allowing guys to come and network with uh, people that are already established in the business. So. Anytime you get to that collaborative effort, it's always great. And I thank God you take advantage of it uh, because, you know, football doesn't last forever. Well, John, of course, I said this is about this is your third year. I've seen it for sure. Can you uh, tell me a little bit about the business that you and your wife own and that, uh, of course, you help her operate and run that business? Correct. Uh, she has a jewelry business called ShannonStClair.com. Uh, she's been doing it for the past two years and been, been very successful. Uh, she's one of the top uh, jewelry designers in uh, Miami right now. She's been uh, involved with that in a couple of magazines. She's in Miami International Fashion Week coming up in March. 
Um, she's doing really well. Very, very proud of her. You know, she's very artistic. Uh, she does a lot of things. She used to embellish jerseys for uh, to wise on NFL teams I played for. She's done that for the past ten years. So she made an easy transition over to the jewelry department. That's something she has a passion for. Yeah, I noticed on that jewelry over there, and I was so happy that my wife wasn't here because, <laughs> you know, right. I go home broke. But exactly. I'm, I'm going to stop by and, and pick up some of that jewelry. But uh, when she first started out into the business, give us some idea about the process of being an active player because you're still an active player and a very good one, and, and at the same time helping get yourself ready for that transition. What made you decide, hey, now is the time. My wife is doing this. I'm going to support her. But in particular you getting ready for the transition of when you're not playing football anymore to being a business person what made you decide to do that and when did you decide to do that yeah you know, i've always been uh, like that throughout my career you know i've always uh, you know thank god i played this long but you never know when your last day is going to be on the field it's such a rough game but uh, i always try to pride myself and always being active with uh, in, in, the, in the business realm uh, just trying to do events uh, on the off season with uh, the different opportunities the NFL gives you. I've taken NFL business courses through Kellogg School of Business, um, and just to, just to transition myself for uh, one day not being in the NFL. Um, I always had that mindset. Helping my wife, uh, you know, football helps you out in a lot. Football is a great game, not only uh, uh, in my opinion the best game in the world, but it just uh, prepares you for after after life. It makes you tough. It makes you smart, uh, disciplined, and uh, just try to carry that discipline into my wife's business uh, with her. And uh, she's always been uh, proactive in that element. Uh, she's very smart business-wise, and uh, just trying to help her, you know, uh, with the business side, and uh, just, just learn more about uh, things we need to do. Uh, it's definitely not easy. Now, you mentioned something about you know intelligence and 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 some of the skill sets that you learn in football. There are a lot of intangible things of which uh, we can take from playing football and apply them. You know, discipline, uh, structure uh, to a business. Have, have you found that you know your Playing football has actually helped you in business. Absolutely, like I said, uh, just the discipline that you have to have being a football player. You have to be punctual. Uh, you have to study very hard, you know, to play this game, uh, and, it, and it carries over to business. You know, you have to be on time. You have to be accountable. You know, when customers want things, they want things a certain way. You have to provide for them. You know, just like on the field, football field, you have to uh, get the fans a certain, you know, uh, uh, atmosphere, uh, a winning atmosphere, a winning, winning element to the game, uh, and that's what you, you pride yourself in doing. Just like you pride yourself in uh, satisfying the customer in the business world. I got to do this. This is going to be a little painful, but we got to make a transition and we got to talk a little football. Okay. (laughs) But uh, talk to me a little bit about the season, John. At the end of the season, there were some things, some disruptions in terms of the structure there in Cleveland. Yeah. There there were some changes. And anytime there's changes at the top, those changes may happen throughout the organization. Uh, This is your last year. How do you feel about, you know, yourself there with the team and, and, You've been. This is, I think, the second or third year in Cleveland. Am I correct? Yeah, I just finished my second year there. Yeah, and and how are you feeling? You came there, you know, free agency. Right. Correct. You you had to, you chose the Browns. Right. How are you feeling about that decision? How are you feeling about what's what's happening here in the off season already? Well, you know, like I said, uh, uh, the football has a, a huge business side to it. Uh, you got to understand that. You know, I've under, you know, I've learned that uh, along the way by being in the NFL. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. All you can do is concentrate on you know being the best player you can be and uh, move forward in that area. Um, with the changes going on with the team, you know. Uh, the team has very good players on the team. You know, uh, unfortunately, you haven't been able to win uh, uh, a lot of games the past couple of years. But you know, in, in, in this game, you got to win. And point blank, you got to win. Uh, this is a, a game that you only get attention when you win. So this uh, one, you know, is it, one of those things. It's hard. You know, transition going to come. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, you can't control that. Uh, that's why you have to have yourself uh, in place and have, have things uh, in line for 
um, you know, life after football, or if you, you decide to play in, uh, another year, you go for it. You know, I just finished my 11th year, so uh, I'm more at the end than the beginning. So, um, you know, you just let the chips fall when they may. Again, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I am live at the Player Network event here at the Super Bowl, of course, in, in Dallas, Texas. I'm talking to offensive lineman John St. Clair, uh, who is here representing himself and his wife and their business. John, what's the name of your business again? It's ShannonStClair.com. Okay, well, listen, John, uh, just a couple more football questions we, we want to talk about. Um, what do you think on the offensive side of the ball in terms of uh, how you guys are going to get better? Looking at some of the things on the defensive side of the ball, uh, what are some of the things you guys need to be, do better on the defensive side of the ball in order for you guys to get really, let's say, back into the playoff would be the first step because it's been a while since the Browns have been there. Uh, what are some of the things that you guys need to do on a more consistent basis on the offensive side and then also on the defensive side? Well, definitely, man. You know, one thing you can't be is complacent. You know, every year there's a lot to improve on. Um, you want to look at your mistakes, watch family, watch all the mistakes that happened in the year. Uh, the previous year and just try to uh, eliminate those mistakes you know and that's and that goes on offense and defense some of the things they speak on offense you know things you get better on uh, you know uh, uh, our running game was solid last year you know uh, we, can, we can improve the passing game a lot you know stat, statistics don't lie uh, this things in those areas need to prove on but definitely one thing you can say is every game we approach we didn't go in to have those uh, stats or uh, we didn't go in uh, to have uh, those low uh, statistics we went in every game to play hard and I think guys fought hard all year we have unbelievable character on the team you know guys go out lay it on the line game in game out no matter what the schedule is you know and I can honestly say I've been on other teams and that hadn't happened but guys no matter our record when I play hard every game man I'm gonna tell you one of my most enjoyable moments in my life of, of watching football and I don't know if I'm sure you've seen it you probably watched it <laughs> when the big fella picked up the ball <laughs> in the Pro Bowl yeah <laughs> That was pretty funny, John. You guys don't get a chance to get in the end zone very often. Right. I'm sure he was happy to be in that end zone, and he displayed it, man. Talk to me. What, what, what year is this? I think this is his the second year. Second year yeah. in the league. You second know? year, you know, He's a great player, man. And you know, just to come in the league and done with, uh, do what he's done. Um, and just uh, he, he can run all day, man. <laughs> you just want okay. He can run like a deer. So when he did that, picked up the ball. I wasn't shocked at all, man. But he does it in practice. He does it in the games. He just, he can run all day. So just I'm just happy for him to do that and score a touchdown in the Pro Bowl. One of the you know that's the elite game for the elite players. So for him to do that in the Pro Bowl, man, it's pretty fun. I'm sure he goes on preserve that memory for the rest of his life. Well, let me ask you a little bit about the Pro Bowl, John. We saw the Pro Bowl. You saw the game. You're right. It was the best of the best. You've done it. You've been there. You know how it is. Let me ask you something. Um, Players seem to be approaching that game with some safety in mind, not wanting to get hurt, and perhaps maybe even compromising the game. It's not the best football game in terms of the intensity. Um, are you thinking that perhaps maybe the Pro Bowl might get to the point whereas it's um, it's perhaps maybe something that you achieve, you get a bonus check for doing it, but there is no game because of the the game isn't the real intense football game it used to be some years ago. Yeah, man, you got to realize, man, guys are, you know, guys, money on the line, you know, guys are in, in the middle of contracts, you know, guys don't want to get hurt, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, pride, when pride kicks in, you want to go out there and play hard as you can, that's just the way, the nature of uh, football players, you know, you want to go play hard as you can, but at the same time, man, it's a game that doesn't really mean anything, you know, you're playing for your pride, you're playing for the fact that you're one of the best in the league, so, you know, it's easy, I guess you have to ask some guys who played in the game, I'm sure they would say, uh, they might rather have a banquet <laughs> than playing the game, you know. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, guys are, 
uh, you can tell just want to get don't want to get hurt out there. Yeah, but we and we and, but it's one of those things where that's what we achieved to be. We achieved to be the best in the game. Right. And anything short of that, then then we're unhappy. Absolutely. Uh, but the, the playing of the game itself, that there there could be some physical consequences that could actually end the career. Right. Because you can end the career in one play. Absolutely. And, and so that that is very dangerous. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. Uh, it, it's something. It's 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 the elephant in the room, mm. and and we know it's there. Uh, there's an expiration date coming up of March 4th. Uh, tell me a little bit about that and, and what's your what's your involvement in that uh, you know in that process. No, it's a rough process. You know, you you, you have uh, uh, two sides disagreeing with the owners and uh, you know and the players uh, disagreeing right now and different monetary issues. Uh, a lot of things uh, that's going on uh, that you know I think needs to be uh, uh, the public needs to be aware of. You know, uh, there's a lot of money in this game uh, to be made. There's a lot of money that. Uh, that trickles down. I mean, you know, without football, you're looking at from the guys playing, the coaches, everybody can lose all the money, all the way down to the people working the stadium. So not, it's not just players, you know, not just owners and coaches. I mean, you look at businesses, businesses gonna hurt, you know, but they, they, they rely on sports to get revenue. So it's a big deal. You know, uh, you look at the health insurance issues. There's a lot of issues that gonna come up in this next month that we're gonna have to be alert and, and see what's gonna happen because it's gonna affect a lot of lives and uh, it, it's extremely serious. Now. John, I think, you know, this is, uh, like you said, this is your 11th year. There's a lot of young players that perhaps maybe, again, they're not as, um, let's say, educated on this whole collective bargaining process. Uh, what are you guys doing to try to help the young players understand that not only is this collective bargaining process important to the older guys and the retired guys like myself, but it's important to them? Is, is there um, ongoing opportunities to get information in front of them? They have access to this information because they're making decisions on lives of people who are out of the game as well as, you know, people like yourself who after 15 years maybe may be leaving the game. Are they spending enough time understanding the process and is the information available for them? Yes, I mean, I think uh, the NFL Players Union uh, does a great job of addressing that matter. Uh, they have different websites. They, they send us different email alerts all the time. You just have to be abreast of what's going on. You have to check your emails when you see it. You have to go log on to mygoalline.com, which is a, a website dedicated to high benefits and things. Go to the NFLPA.com, uh, you know, log on, get your password and everything, just so you you stay alert to what's going on because uh, you can't be out there and not knowing what's going on, but that affects just everything. You're looking at benefits. You're looking at salary, everything that's involved. So it's, it's a very serious matter, but at the same time, uh, we have different reps on each team you can call, um, but you need to be involved yourself. You know, I tell the young guys that everybody who I know playing, if they ask me about it, you know, I try to keep myself informed. Uh, if you don't, if I don't know, I'll call. Uh, I'm not afraid to do that, you know, uh, because we have to take control of uh, your position. I mean, this is your livelihood. Basically, you're an entrepreneur playing for yourself uh, and, uh, and your team. Uh, so, but you have to know what's going on for the, for, the, for the betterment of you and your family. Now, what do you think about the job that Demore Smith is doing? He's, he's been there now. I think this is his second year, full year in office. Of course, we know uh, the late Gene Upshaw did a, did a great job for us. Uh, Demore has, has taken over. How are the current players feeling about uh, his leadership? I think he's doing a great job, man. He's coming he's come in and he's uh, changing around a little bit. And, you know, he's very... Uh, He's, he's very he's very knowledgeable of what needs to go on. He's you know a lot of good connections uh, uh, throughout uh, 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 through government connections that's very help, helpful in you know times like this. And uh, I think he's in a, has going in the right direction. You know it's important that you have somebody that's established and that, that has a, a broad range of knowledge like he does. 
Well, I'll tell you what, I, I think he's doing a great job, and yeah. I'm glad you guys are supporting him because it's one of those things whereas you know leadership has to be strong he has to have the support of his of his membership which is, is is the union right. and I, I just hope we get it done is there anything in in, in in specific that is important to the current players is there one thing of which you guys say, hey this is a deal breaker or this is something that we're really concerned about and we're gonna have to spend some time on deciding you know how we how we resolve that is there one issue that's a real sticking point yeah i think i think definitely the uh, uh I think definitely it's the uh, the pay uh, uh, the 18 game 18 game seasons. That's one issue. Uh, definitely, you know uh, the health the health health insurance and all that. I think that's number one over over the uh, 18 games of things. Health insurance is huge, especially with guys and kids. Guys, that, you know, because of the injuries that we get, we have to have health insurance. And you know, I think that's first and foremost. And then it trickles down to you know salary and all those things. But I think uh, health health and uh, the 18 game season. I think is two of the biggest issues. Okay. Hey, well, John, listen, man, I. I I support you guys. I'm going to do everything I possibly can as a retired player. We have some concerns. We appreciate you guys looking out for the older guys, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> we're in this together. Right. We, and we appreciate that, man. So, listen, good luck to you, your family, your wife, the team. we got to win some more games. I, I want to come to a Super Bowl because the Browns play. Right, there you go. You know, we got, we got to get back. <laughs> we, we haven't been to one more championships with no Super Bowl. John St. Clair, offensive lineman with the Cleveland Browns. Thank you again. We will see you next year. Right. But hopefully next year you're going to be playing. No uh, more of this playing oh, that we're getting. All right, there you go, man. <laughs> okay. All right, man. All right, you listen to Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with Lamar Campbell, former Detroit Lions, after this break. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Take the bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We hear it.
read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Okay, you hear that music, you know the show. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm live here in Dallas, Texas at the Player Network event. This is the 11th annual Player Network event, and this segment of the show is brought to you by Jay Taylor, turning hard times into good times. And of course, you can uh, pick up a whole lot of information from Jay at jtaylormedia.com. I'm with me. I, I, I'm, I'm just losing my mind right now. I'm, I'm sitting here with a young man who from the city of brotherly love <laughs> and showing some brotherly love. I mean, football is one of these things where you just you just never know who you're going to meet. You never right. know the story. But for this young man to call me in my office and for me and him just to talk about two people that meant so much to us in our lives. You know, but before we go there. You know, to know that you and I both lived in Southwest Philadelphia. Southwest Philly all day long. <laughs> you know, that was a beautiful thing. But yes. uh, Lamar Campbell, former Detroit Lion, you know, Mr. Everything, did it all. You know, the more you can do, the longer you can stay. The longer you can stay, and Mr. I, Ellison. And, uh, see, Mr. Ellison, now that just tells you something <laughs> right there. See, that's, that's going to tell you something right That That tells you it's a fine young man. But listen. We're going to be friends on this show. We're going to have a great time. But, Lamar, this is your first time at a Player Network event. And I, and I remember when we had the conversation, and I was so excited to know that you were coming because you were one of those young men who you, you have already adjusted to that transition, and you're doing very well. But, but to be here at this Player Network event, uh, tell me a little bit about when you came in, what your expectations were, and now that you're inside and you see what's happening, share with that with some people out there so, so they can just – get it from your perspective oh well I'm, I'm, I'm definitely happy to be here uh first and foremost mr ellis and like i said from <laughs> city of brotherly love so the pleasure is all definitely all mine to be here you know looking at you as an idol watching you uh play football growing up in philadelphia along with andre dirty waters and we'll definitely oh, you know, talk about that a little yes. later a great man uh, a great teacher as well 
Uh, but to answer your question, to be here at this networking event, um, I was really expecting it to be um, very successful, On especially with us sitting on the opportunity that we may be in a collective bargaining agreement lockout. Um, I think it was very important for this networking event to be a success because it's actually giving guys a lot of avenues to look at if we actually go into um, a strike and, ask, and if we actually do lock out, then we'll have the opportunity to go and look into other avenues. So uh, what P&E has done here and the opportunities that are all around this room today, I mean, I think it's just an opportunity for everyone to just take a, 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 take a second to think about their future, their family's future, um, medical-wise, health-wise, education-wise. You know, you can never stop leading if you never stop learning. Mm. So the more you learn, the longer that you can lead, the longer that you can set examples for future players. Now, Lamar, again, something else we share in common. The Big Ten, yeah, up there in Wisconsin, the Badgers, yes, man, yes, and the Badgers had some success against the Ohio State University. I'm, I'm not gonna go there yet. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. But, but certainly, you took advantage of, of your education opportunities when you were there at Wisconsin, and now you've applied that skill set into your business. And so, share with us a little bit, if you will, about what you're doing now. Now that you've made that transition from a current player to a retired player. Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, at the University of Wisconsin, I was actually a history education major. Um, and the one thing you do learn about world history and all history is that it always repeats itself. So here we are in a situation where, um, and you know back in the day when guys played football, they actually had to get jobs in the offseason. Um, things have changed a lot. Guys don't necessarily have to do that, but I think that guys should also look forward to doing that. Um, I invested in real estate my first couple of years while I was with the Detroit Lions and that's pretty much what I have now, my own real estate company in Atlanta. Um, but really my passion now, Reds, me and you have spoke about is helping God maintain and get different op opportunities um, in careers after football, uh, whether it be their passion, whether it be, because as, as, as we spoke about, you can play in the NFL for 10 years. Um, you're 21 years old, you had a great 10 year career, you're 31 years old, you have a marketing degree. Now you're out to the business world, but just might as well just be coming out of college yourself because you have no experience whatsoever. They're starting at the bottom of the totem pole. And talking to guys yesterday um, at the players' parties, and one of the things that um, was very surprising to me was that they really don't take the time to think about what's going to happen. We all have that pride about us. We all think we're going to play forever. Um, a lot of guys do. A lot of guys don't. And so it's, it's for us to even if at a grassroots level to make sure that guys have someone to talk to, someone has a mentor. Um, internships are there for us from the companies that actually own the teams. The Jerry Jones here in Dallas, the Henry Fords up, up in Detroit. These are multi-million dollar companies worldwide. And none of the players really think about saying, hey, let me go intern in the marketing department. Let me go intern in the finance department. So there's a lot of opportunities out there for us. But with the skill and dedication that it took for us to play NFL, we got to take that same skill and the dedication to the business world as well. And, and I actually talked to, uh, just before you came on, I actually talked to John Sinclair about that, about taking and transferring some of those skills, those intangibles that we pick up in playing ball and applying them uh, to our business. So. What would you say is, is the greatest fear, because I think it's fear, about players as they're playing and, and preparing themselves for life after football? What, what is that, that fear of which they, they don't handle too well because they don't make that step? Mm -hmm. Football, listen, you know when training camps, listen, you're finished with school, you get drafted, or you're a free agent. You know the day you're going to training camp. Mm -hmm. So it, it's set. You better be ready. You better get prepared. Boom. There's something that's preventing players from starting that transition process and then rolling out a plan mm -hmm. and then executing that plan 
to get them to that next step of their life. What do you, is it fear? I believe it's fear of, I've never done that before. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be one of the greatest athletes in the world, but I don't know how to do that. I, I'm a salesperson. I don't know how to make a cold call to a, I don't know how to mm -hmm. call a company and introduce myself. I don't even know how to go interview. What are some of those things? Because I believe you may not think it's fear. I think it's fear of failure. But mm -hmm. what do you think is the problem with players starting that transition process? You know, you made a great point, Ray. Um, as you said, I think it is a fear, but I think it's a fear mostly of rejection. Because when that never, phone call you've comes, never been rejected before. when that phone call comes from the front office and they call you upstairs and hey, you've been a great guy, you've been a great um, addition to our program here, wherever, but we don't need you anymore. That rejection lives in a lot of players for a long time, particularly the younger guys who uh, have only been there for a couple of years. Now they're getting ready to start into the world, but as well as the older guys, because you're, now you're in a situation where you're actually starting all over from scratch. So now that you're starting all over, it's like, okay, I don't want to get rejected again. This is what I was the best at in the world. I played in the NFL. And, and unfortunately, I, have, I had a story yesterday. A young man told me that he went in for a job interview, and the gentleman that was interviewing me actually asked him, why do you want this job? Interesting. Why do you want this job? He said, well, you know, I'm done playing football. I'm looking to, you know, start my second career. He said, yeah, but you're not going to be making $200,000, $300,000 a year like you were playing football. Why do you want this job? Which was pretty much to me seemed like a smack in the face. I mean, he should be weighed in. His character should be weighed. His skills should be weighed just like everyone else. But I think it's a fear of guys and pretty sometimes not even being sure. Because sometimes you get to the NFL, he's like, I'm going to the NFL. Some guys know it. So they don't even have an exit plan. They don't have, they, they haven't gone to college to say, unfortunately, these universities, some of them want you to just play football. They really don't care about your education, unfortunately. So that's usually when people fi figure out what they want to do with their life. You We're on the field figuring out that we want to play football. Yes, yes. And that's, you know, that really doesn't give us time to plan for our second careers as well. But I, I'm going to say this, Lamar. You, you made an excellent point. And, and I think that sometimes what happens is I think corporate America is responsible for a lot of these things that happen, too. It's because of the fact that you, you look at a guy and, and let's say, not, I mean, the minimum salary for a rookie now is, is $325,000. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, a person who goes in after playing pro football has not been making $325,000. They've been making upwards of a half a million and a million and more. Mm -hmm. And then you walk into someplace with no experience and you they all they may have to offer you is $50,000. Mm -hmm. And so that that manager, that director, that HR person is going to say, why would you want to take it? You've been making exactly. a half a million dollars. Why would you want to take a job that only pays you $50,000 a year? Mm -hmm. Never thought about that before. Exactly. But, but that is a, that's something where I've always said this to players. I always tell players that what you should think about when you make this transition is you're not looking to make the kind of money that you've made in the past, but what you're, you hope to get there. You certainly hope to get there. But what you want to do immediately is you don't want to live off of all that money you made. You want to find yourself in a position where you can bring some new money in to supplement what you already have. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, going into that job, it's like this. I understand that I've got to, in football, I had to earn my way to the top of the mountain. I, I, I came in, even if I was a first-round draft pick, some first-round draft picks don't pan out. Right. So exactly. you go in, you have to establish yourself, you have that position, you got to work to keep it every day, but you've got to put time in. And you, you come in, you're a rookie. You know, 
You know how it is being a rookie. Right, exactly. You know, you're humble. Exactly. And that's what that $50,000, that first, if it's 50, but that mm -hmm. first job, you're humble. But that's okay because we've been humbled, and that's another one of those intangible skill sets we can adapt. Mm -hmm. But first, we need that chance. So I, I agree with you, and, and it's, it's good to see here today at the Player Network event, these are corporate partners that have come in, and, and they understand. They want to create an environment here, a non-threatening environment, an environment where they want to say to you, we understand. We know the challenges. We want to find a way to ease those challenges, to ease you into corporate America. Mm -hmm. and, this, and that's why this is a very relaxed environment. So as you walk around and, and you meet some of these corporate executives that are here, mm -hmm. they understand that. But I'm glad you brought that to the attention of some of the young people who might be listening. Exactly, because you listen to people that are actually going out to jobs now in this job market, and they say they have to dump down their resume. So you send a resume in, NFL player, seven, seven, eight, nine years, you're an NFL player, they're looking at your resume, and then it's a situation where do you have to downplay your resume to even get into the door? Oh, I'm going to have an NFL guy, he's only going to be making $50,000. He's really not going to do the best job that he can because he's not making the money that he made when he was on the football field. So it becomes a situation where that may actually work against you sometimes if you're not a big-name guy. They're going to think you're not going to work hard. Oh, he's only making $50,000. He's really not going to work as hard as somebody that's never made $50,000 before. Here's a guy that's made a million dollars a year, maybe, or possibly more, more than that. I'm not even going to bring him in for an interview because he's. I don't think he's going to work as hard for my company as I think he should. So it becomes a detriment in some ways, but at the same time, you have to learn to leverage your connections and also leverage uh, the connections that you made while you, while you were playing and leverage who you have been and who you have been around. So as, as I said, with the grassroots, um, with the Players Networking event here in Dallas, I think it's a great step for us to move forward. I think partnerships are being made today. I think relationships are being made today that are going to be beneficial to everyone in attendance. Well, I certainly want to thank you for coming, Lamar. We're going, we're going to talk about a couple things uh, besides business right now, but it is our business. It's, it's mm -hmm. our old business, and our old mm -hmm. business was football. Okay, so let, let, let's talk a little bit about this. Of course, you being up there in Detroit, uh, last night at the um, Alumni Player of the Year Award dinner, uh, Sue, Defensive mm -hmm. player. Defensive you know, player of the year. Hey, it's a beautiful thing. That means mm -hmm. things are changing in Detroit. What you think about your old team, man? Is it are, are, are they back? Are they going to find themselves back in a playoff position? Perhaps maybe winning the division and maybe off into the playoffs. You know what? I think um, I just actually saw Martin Mayhew uh, a couple minutes ago, and I think I'm, I think Detroit's taking a step forward. I think we have a health healthy Stafford next year. Of course, we have uh, Calvin Johnson. We have a great running back. We have a great tight end. And these guys are going to be able to grow together as a team. Uh, Playoff-wise, I think we're going to make some noise. Of course, we're in the black and blue division, so we're going to be dealing with Chicago and Green Bay and also and Minnesota. Blue, I like that. I like and that. And also That's football, Minnesota boy. as well. So it's going to be a situation where with some great drafts this year, I think in two or three years that we'll be one of the top teams in the black and blue division. It's going to be a fight between us, Green Bay, and Chicago down, down the road. It's a very tough division. There's no doubt about it. You know, I'm from that NFC East, mm -hmm. you know, and so you look at the NFC East, you know, uh, and that's big boy ball. Mm -hmm. And black and blue, that, that's big boy ball as well. Right. But, but it, it's, it's a real tough division. Mm -hmm. uh, years ago, I mean, we were a couple years ago, we were worried if Detroit was going to win one game. Exactly. And, and, and they finally did. But, uh, you know, going into the draft, as you said, uh, it looks like uh, they perhaps maybe can pick up some good players in the draft. The draft. I mean, we don't know if there's going to be a draft. Like a bargain agreement. Mm -hmm. uh, again, that's a, that's business of football. Hopefully they'll take care of that. But let me ask you some. 
from your perspective, looking at the team from this year, where do you think they need to spend those draft picks at? What side of the ball? Um, I would definitely have to say, um, and no disrespect to who they have, of course, I've been there, but we can say um, it here, man. We I think I think the secondary um, definitely needs to be taken care of. Upgraded. Um, if you look at all the successful teams right now, they have corners. And when you have man-to-man corners, corners that can shut down a receiver or have a great games, back-to-back games, you can do a lot with your defense. You can blitz more. You can do more with your package instead of being a vanilla defense. When you're a vanilla defense against Aaron Rodgers, Jay Cutler, and whoever Minnesota decides to bring in, I mean, they can pick you apart all day. So I think we can solidify our secondary um, and offensive line to make sure Matt doesn't get hurt next year. I think guys will be all right. So I would say definitely the secondary and the offensive line. Well, you know, you mentioned the secondary. Of course, we that's what we did for a living. So we always going to take a look at that. And we, mm-hmm. we can evaluate the talent because, again, we, we were blessed right. to play that position. But today's football game, I mean, we, we had a, we're at the mercy of the offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't touch them. You know, you can't hit them. You know, this football game that is, you know, on the stage today, different than you know when you and i played a few years ago because they changed these rules you just a few years ago right. me, you know almost a couple decades ago what do you think about today's football game in terms of hey man it used to be a thing where your idol one of my best friends in life andre waters would take andre dirty waters mm-hmm. would, would take your head off and we all tried to play football like that i of course was was part of that you know that age and the way we played the game do you think it's changed the football game today do you like it the way it used to be or, or knowing that, man, somebody could get really seriously hurt, do you think it's a good thing? Um, I think it's a good thing for the health of the players. Um, but there's a lot that goes into that. They can say, okay, stop hitting this guy. Don't go take head shots. Okay, but let's look at the helmets. Let's look at the – what I do think is a good idea is for guys to be forced to wear their pads this coming up season as far as their thigh pads and knee pads. Um, but, you, I mean, you're playing the game. You're taught to knock a guy out. As many times as I tried to knock a guy out, I never wanted him to be permanently injured. But that was just part of the game. So, last-minute drive, they're driving to score. And I told, and it was funny, I said this yesterday. I said, if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers or I'm the Green Bay Packers, and it comes down to a situation where you're going to find me $50,000 or he's going to score the touchdown for that Lombardi trophy, find me the 50, and I'll see you at, at the White House. And we'll, and we'll call it a day. It's, it's worth every penny. So you got guys out there fighting for this friend. They fight all year long. Um, I think the league is doing an okay job as far as managing the, the big hits. But I'm an old school guy. I'm a tackleable guy. I was going to knock you out. We, we had no fines. We had smelling sauce. There weren't the emphasis on concussions. I'm sure I've had more than a couple. Oh, yeah. oh, but yeah. are you hurt or are you injured? <laughs> and see, a lot of people don't know. That I tell people this all the time, and I'm never going to change this analogy. If I step on your toe, that hurt. But you're not injured. There's exactly. a difference in the injury and exactly. hurt. You gon' listen. Somebody hit you like that. Of course that hurts. But I will say this, and it's something that you said because my perspective is that I think that you need to look at the helmet companies. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, my wife sent me an article, whereas I think there's a politician who wants to look at those corporations to see if the, uh, the helmets have been compromised. But listen, I know that you have to get on a plane, and I appreciate <laughs> you being here, Lamar. This is truly an honor for me, man. It's a thing where, as I, man, I couldn't ask for anything better. Mr. Ellis, let me, let me just say. And talk to you and talk about Andre and just reminisce and congratulate you on your career, man. So I'm going to take this break, but I just want to thank you. Keep doing Keep being successful. Keep thank being you, an example 
for the for the young players that's out here today and stay connected and come back to this player network event definitely thank you so much mr ellis for having me i grew up watching you so it's definitely a pleasure to actually be sitting here with you and finally talking to you about uh football and i look forward to some more great conversations between me and you i appreciate that hey and by the way I think if I'm not mistaken, my man is going to be on the Voice America Network Network with us real soon. Yes, sir. With your own show. So listen, Lamar Campbell, former Detroit Lion, friend of mine from the city of brotherly love. We're going to take a break and listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm at the Super Bowl. I'm not in Phoenix living like it matters. I'm at, wow, the Hyatt (laughs) at the Player Network event here in Dallas, Texas, getting ready for that Super Bowl. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We hear it and read about it.
had a whole lot of technical difficulties there, but we took it. Nick, you know how that is. You know, a little difficulty doesn't bother us. You know, it's kind of like uh, having a game plan, and it's suddenly uh, the headsets don't work, just like with the Jets on that goal line stand against Pittsburgh. you got to learn to adjust. And, and I appreciate that, Nick, because I've been telling my staff here, and I appreciate these guys working so hard. They do an excellent job. But before I continue to compliment them, I think there's one headset that I've got a problem with. Uh, Linda's going to be okay, but I think she's fine now. Let me introduce our special guest with us. Of course, you may not know, but I certainly know this is Nick Laurie, and Nick is a great kicker in the league for many, many years and been successful off Thank the football you. field. And Nick is now doing some good things with Revolution. And the Revolution will not be televised, according to Mr. True, but the Revolution is televised today. It's, it's broadcasted live with us here at the Player Network event at the Super Bowl. And we have, who's joined with us, the new CEO, I believe, of Revolution, and that's Linda Swenson as well. Linda, how are you? Good afternoon. Thanks oh, for having me, Ray. Well, hey, good. This is an exciting time because, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are going to tell me a little bit about the new relationship with the NFL alumni and, and Revolution. And, and, Nick, you've been involved for some time now, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Revolution? Well, you know, actually, Revolution's a good word because one of the things that's happened is this revolution of awareness on the part of retired players to make sure that they are being supported during this great, wonderful shared success with the NFL. The bottom line is, with any individual, whether he is in his career or after his football career is over, is to be able to take advantage and create their own opportunities. So revolution is, the idea is we're not gonna wait on the Players Association, we're not gonna wait on the NFL, we're gonna create opportunities for individual businessmen to be great networkers and great business successes by providing the number one best nutrition drink in the country that is truly gluten-free, truly 100% good vegetables, good fruits, nothing unnatural whatsoever. So they're selling a product they believe in. Wow, that, that, that's great, Dick. And uh, how long have you been involved with Revolution? You've been there for I've a while. I've been involved with Revolution for about seven months now. It's a very new company, but frankly, we're very lucky to have Linda involved because with every business model, you and I know, it all sounds good for about five minutes, but then comes really running the company. And Linda is, is establishing a really nice set of standards, our network of leaders now, our investors. We have a wonderful new uh, uh, team in. And uh, we think we have the capacity to be a great new resource for NFL players. Linda, why don't you talk to people about how you got involved? Yeah, of course, uh, Linda Swenson is the new CEO of Revolution. And uh, sure, Linda, go right ahead. Well, I was introduced to the NFL alumni from Ray Ellis, and that's where the relationship started. I was introduced to Guy Troop and tried to figure out how we could best partner to bring an opportunity to the alumni that would benefit the alumni, their, their cause, and what we stand for. Our products are 100% whole food, but we also present a business opportunity. We care about the same things the alumni does as far as uh, giving back, the charitable side of things, about children, obesity, health and wellness, health and fitness, and we want to give the alumni an opportunity to create an income stream with good products. Well, Linda, I, I know that one thing that's been a concern my generation, which is Nick's generation, is players have tried to do the best they possibly just, could. Just before the Neanderthal generation. <laughs> We're still here, there. We're still here. But the transition, the transition has always been somewhat difficult for players. I believe that you guys are going to work in such a way where you're going to help players, not necessarily a hand-holding process, 
but you're certainly going to create an environment where it's not a hostile environment, but it's one that you welcome them and you welcome the opportunity to work with players because as the young man I just spoke with before, players may make a decent amount of money while they're playing, but they'd like to be able to supplement that income with the current job once they're done. And so you're providing some you're providing opportunities for players to sustain their wealth by supplementing their income with new income. That's correct, right? And we are that's why we are so proud to be the sponsor at the Players Networking event and we will be able be here for the next six years, creating those relationships and showing the alumni and helping them transition from active to inactive. And, and Nick, of course, uh, you know, as Nick, as Linda just said, she's going to help those players with that transition, and 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 hopefully the business model will be such that they can sustain it. Because you know how it is, you make a decent amount of money, but that money doesn't last forever. And if, if nothing's coming in, everything's going out, they're going to be in trouble. Let's get real too. Whether you're a recent player, as the Wheel Sports highlighted, two players that were making five million dollars a year I that are bankrupt. Or whether you and I played, my rookie salary in 1980 was $30,000. Now, it ended up being decent by the time of the mid-90s, but the real salaries have come in 600% since 1993. The players before 1993 really did not have that kind of incredible disposable income that was sustainable with an average four-year career. Let's, let's be real, not too many players play 10 and 15 year careers and they have all of those health issues as well. So we're aiming for the players that have been in, getting out of the game now and in the last 15 years that have energy, that have organization, that have integrity, that manage expectations. And really what we, we're telling them is just like a good coach, you develop a good relationship with people, you have a great product, they're going to stay with you. Then to tell me a little bit about this great product. Of course, I believe I've seen a couple products that I know for sure. There's a product that I've seen, Defense. Of course, I love Defense. And there's a product out there, Starter. But there's some other products, too. You want to talk a little bit about the products? Sure. Defense is a 100% whole food antioxidant tea-based drink. You can drink it hot or cold. It helps with the aging, um, the immune system. It's got all those boosters that we all need. Start is a 100% whole food drink also that's a natural energy drink and we have since expanded into a skincare line which is all natural and we are coming out we're making the announcement this weekend about our weight loss system that's clinically approved and being developed by our new doctor who's been added to our staff Dr. Sam Walters. Well Linda let me say this as, as an African-American man you see me sitting right here I, yes, you sir. know obesity is something I'm not quite obese but I'm getting there but high blood pressure is something that a lot of players have uh, minorities and non-minorities uh, what does this do for high blood pressure or high, you know, those type of things? Does it does it help? help. It does help stabilize. We, it, we can, um, we have, un, excuse me, we um, have n numerous reports on cholesterol levels, blood pressure coming under control. Let, uh, let, me, let me answer too. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Yes, it absolutely reduces blood pressure. It equalizes your blood sugar. When you're diabetic, which is very much related to an obese condition, your levels of energy are, are up and down and up and down. It's really hard to have the sustained energy to have good, consistent um, health and exercise. So what this does is it helps promote your condition and predisposition to have more regular exercise and reduce your blood pressure. Um, you know, if you've ever studied red beets and all the different things in vegetables, absolutely reduces your blood pressure. And once you get addicted to this and how it feels to have more stable blood sugar, 
you're going to start drinking it three and four times a day. So it sounds like we got a good product here, and a product particularly for the players, not just a business model, but this is something that you know current and former players could actually. It's one of those things where you don't just sell it; you actually use the product. Yes, it is. You know, the only let's face it: are you going to sell something you don't believe in? And how do you believe in anything more than something that you've actually put in your own body, you trusted it, then you've seen the results, and you feel a lot better? So. Well, one of the things, too, I'm just going to say there are a couple energy energy drinks out there. One of them begins with R and the second word is B uh, that are such high anxiety producers. They're such stimulants. You can't sleep well. You're anxious half the time. When you have the right healthy things going into your body, you make better decisions. You handle stress better. And your energy levels are more consistent. That's what most people want in their lives. Great. Hey, listen, I know this is a, a tremendous opportunity for players, current and former players, to get involved in. But this is also an opportunity for people who are not athletes to get involved in from a business side. If somebody's listening and they're not an athlete, they're just a person that likes to get involved in your business, how can they do that? You can go to www.jointherev.com. And that will give you all the information about joining it. You can also go to the NFLalumni.org site. We have a link there as well. And we'd be more than happy to get more information out to you and welcome you to our team. Well, we appreciate that. Hey, I can't, I can't have uh, um, a young man, and I'm going to call him a young man, sit down here at this table when I not talk to him about football. So I got Nick Let's and I got to talk a little Let's football right now. Linda, you're welcome to stay with us. But, Nick, I'll tell you what, we, we got a big Super Bowl game coming up here. And on paper, both of these teams look very good. And, and, and as most football games, it tends to happen. Certainly, we go into the game believing this game could come down to special teams. And it comes down to special teams. It could end on a field goal. So just talk a little bit about these two teams and, and what do you think about this game going into it. And do you think it might come down to you know what? a field goal? What's going to make it a great game is you've got, I think, the finest quarterback in the game today in Aaron Rodgers coming into his own. Now, until he wins at least one, if not two Super Bowls, Tom Brady's got to be above him, but he is right there with Tom Brady. So I love Green Bay. I love their energy. I love Clay Matthews. I love their aggressiveness. I, I think the fact that it's going to be an artificial turf is probably a good thing for them. But guess what? I'm picking Pittsburgh 22-17 to 17 because Ben Roethlisberger gets it done, period. He's got something to prove because of all the shenanigans in the offseason and his need to redeem himself and the sense of relief you saw of, of having a chance to do that. And then they've got experience and mental toughness as well. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh because they've been there before, 25 players strong. And I just think they're going to have the ability to hold these guys and not make as many mistakes. Yeah, we're going to we're going to talk about an elephant in the room from a former player perspective, and that's the collective bargain agreement. But in this game, there's an elephant in the room when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, and that elephant, I mean, the reality is, is Brett Favre. I mean, that's still hoovering over his head, and people are still comparing him to. Okay, Brett did bring a Super Bowl home. Now he took over for Brett. He's done an excellent job. I mean, very very good quarterback. But do you think he's going to go in this game really relaxed? And if because if he doesn't win this, I think the Brett Favre conversation comes back. But if he if he wins, then I think he puts it to rest. You know what? Brett Favre only won one time, and actually he uh, threw some interceptions in two uh, league championship games before that. So thank Brett, God for Reggie White. Brett Brett is a fantastic player, one of the greatest of all time. But the achievement of Aaron Rodgers doing what he's done and putting behind the Brett Favre legend is extraordinary. But I just don't think this is his time yet. I think he's almost there. I think that the Pittsburgh's going to make less mistakes, create more opportunities, 
and win the game. Well, you know what, and, and Nick, I'm going to agree with you on some, but on some of that, I, I'm going to kind of say, well, I might little, I might disagree just a little bit because he's accomplished, you know, some good things, but it's just been a short period of time. That body of work that Brett Favre has is almost as long as your career. It may be similar numbers. So I think Aaron has had a couple very good years. There's no doubt, but he hasn't won a Super Bowl. Well, that's why you've got to give him a break because he's only had a couple years. Brett did not win his first Super Bowl till he was about nine something oh, that's, years that's in the exactly league. Right. So, so if, if Aaron's only in year number two, three, four, come on, let's wait a year or two. If he doesn't win, if he plays well, remember he's not the only guy on the team. But uh, I'm still going to go with Pittsburgh. I think that they're they're just a little too tough. Um, but we'll see. That's why people play the game. Well, I appreciate that 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 comment and and and, and your perspective. I too am going to go with Pittsburgh, but let, let's change to that other elephant that's in another room, the collective bargaining agreement. You've been involved in the process for a long time, Nick. You're still real active with the Alumni Association. Give me your perspective on the collective bargaining agreement and what you think perhaps is, is going to happen in terms of will there be a strike and no football work stoppage or will there be football? You know, I was, I was there for two different work stoppages in 1982 and 87. I was actually on Nightline with Ted Koppel. I was representing the players with a guy named Mike Ditka. Uh, the first night of the strike in 87. So I really remember that very vividly. I think that the egos and the power and the greed uh, and the opportunities, those are all in the mix. And I think for that reason, there will be a work stoppage. I don't want to be a doomsayer, but I think there'll be a work stoppage of probably around a month to three weeks. And, and in that time, we'll lose a couple games in the season and hopefully come up to something that's fair, that the owners feel is, you know, making sure they continue to benefit but everybody i mean come on now players got 600 percent more money than they did when we were playing not that i'm jealous or anything <laughs> uh, well you know but let's but, but the average kicker now that the top kickers are making five million when i was there uh eight hundred thousand was the top salary so uh that and on the owner's side they're making so much money and yet they still don't want to tell anybody what they're really making so give me a break there is plenty of room to compromise. They have to want to compromise. Well, you know, what's interesting you say that because when we talk about money, Nick, I mean, I don't think jealous, uh, I'm envious, I'm happy. Those players would have not made that money if you and I wouldn't have walked those picket lines. They would not have made that money. And so when we did that, we did that to change things for ourselves and make it better for them. And, and, and they're ripping, they're reaping those benefits of and what, and of what we did. And they're ripping to $1.1 billion. It should have gone into the main pension fund. has gone to current players, post-career benefits. There's no reason to, on top of get 600% increase in your salary, to take away something that would benefit you and the rest of the players and be greedy and think it's only about you. That's got to change. That culture's got to change. And by the way, if I can... Speaking of culture, we got to change the culture of concussions because the sacrifice players make after they leave the game and realize they've had four, three, seven, eight, ten concussions. The average of ten, the equivalent of 10 25-mile-an-hour car crashes per game in their career, except for the kicker. <laughs> I was just except about to say kicker. that, and I appreciate that, the fact that you are thinking about other players because you're right. Very few times does kickers find themselves in a position to deal with some of those things. But I broke my ribs team. twice, though. Eric Bieniemy nailed me one time. You mean somebody else broke your ribs? <laughs> yeah, he broke my ribs. I'll tell you what. And that gave me a lot of respect for the level of intensity and violence in the game. And we got to do more to reduce it, not only for the players today, but for the high school players and the elementary school players so that they can enjoy the game, not worry about concussions. Yeah, it's interesting because there's a gentleman here that I'm going to talk to who, whose focus is all about concussions. And my dear friend, one of my best friends in life, Andre Waters, I want to make Andre the 
I got to say the poster child of it because it was his brain of which yep. they took. Chris and Tawinski. after examination, you know, decided that there are some things that need to be done. Hey, Nick, I, I thank you so much, man. I really appreciate your time here. You know, uh, I think that, again, we want to make sure that you, you can join the revolution at www.jointherev.com. I want to thank President, CEO, Linda Swenson, of course, who is from Revolution. Continued success in your relationship with the NFL alumni and with the entire world because the world now knows about Revolution. So we're going to have to take a break. Again, this segment has been Thank brought you. to you by Jay Taylor you, and jtaylormedia.com. We're going to take a break. Again, this is Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network. My good friend Nick Lowry just joined us. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. I'm in Dallas at the Super Bowl. And it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Prices receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Time Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Hear that music, you know we live. We're live in Dallas at the Player Network event. This is the 11th annual Player Network event. It provides an opportunity for players that are interested, and they should all be interested and prepare themselves for the transition from when they leave that game because they will all leave at some point in time. And it's just an outstanding opportunity uh, to come down and prepare yourself for that. Right now, I got another great joy. I, I, I spoke with a gentleman earlier from the city of brotherly love and and I got a good friend you know for years I don't even want to tell how many decades we've been friends but he's a former player of the Denver Broncos uh, but also out there uh, working in the world of representing athletes and that is Marvin Frazier Marv how you doing man I'm fine baby I appreciate I appreciate you joining us uh, coming down to Dallas you know to uh, be a part of the player network event as well as an opportunity to uh, uh, perhaps maybe uh, mix and mingle and network here at this event now Marvin you represent some athletes some that are coming out of college, getting ready for their pro professional careers. Uh, some that have uh, been in the league uh, for a number of years. Um, there's one young man that I remember, you know, a great wide receiver. And I say I remember because, you know, some things have happened. He's no longer with us. And that's Mr. Henry. Yes. And, uh, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. But even more so, 
I just want to talk to you a little bit about you're here today at this event. I believe this is the first player network event that you've attended. Am I correct? Uh, yes, it has. Yeah, now you, now, now you see this here. This is an opportunity for young men that you represent to get themselves an opportunity to sit with corporate America yes. to explore some opportunities for yes. when they're finished playing yes. football, but not waiting until that time. You, as one of the people that represent these players, do you think this is a good idea? How do you feel about this? Because you're the kind of person well, this, I want to talk to about Well, this, this. is a wonderful idea, and um, but the guys should know about it. I mean, do, do everybody know about what's going on? And, I mean, that's and, probably the biggest piece. Well, see, Marv, I just want to let, and I didn't want to interrupt you about that, but see, that's the information is so critical that it gets out there. This information is posted in every NFL locker room. Okay. Every team has is sent to an via email. And it's even mailed to many of, of, of the players, all the players. Yes. And, and, and both current and retired players have access to this information. So that's why I was glad you came because, see, those players that you represent, I want to make sure that you tell them, listen, I, it's mad, I don't care if you go to the Super Bowl, if you don't do anything, you need to come to this Player Network event because it's for those players. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Um, my guys, uh, I've been trying to talk to them all the time about just trying to do something else different. You know. When I played, it was back in the 70s, and we had nothing. So you had to kind of reinvent yourself and try to find something that you enjoy doing and going after. These guys got to understand, it's not for all, it, this doesn't go on forever. You know, it does not go on forever. And they have to take some time out to take care of themselves and make sure that they look, look for the future. This is, this is needed. Well, let me ask you, Mark, and your, your challenge as somebody who, who's representing players, what, what's the greatest challenge that you have with the players in terms of, of, of just trying to open them up to uh, opportunities that are there for them when they finish playing ball because they're not going to play ball forever. Do they want to hear that or do it's, they not want to hear that? It's getting them to understand that it's not going to last forever. No one wants to believe it's not going to last. So so what they have a tendency to do is, is wait till next year. I'll do this next year. I'll do it next year. But they need to do it ASAP. And that's, a, and that's the biggest problem that they have. They don't do it when they need to do it. Then all of a sudden, boom, they're hurt or they get cut and it's over. And they don't, and they don't understand that they're one play away from it being over. And that's the biggest issue. So it's trying to get them to understand that, hey, man, this, not, this might not last forever. And, and it won't last forever. You're going to retire at a young age. And you better have yourself together. Now, Marvin, you and I, you know, you said you played in the 70s. I, I played in the 80s. The money, obviously, Nick Lara and I just talked about it. You know, I made $30,000 as a rookie. You know, the money that the players make today, uh, if they do things the right way and they listen perhaps maybe to some of the things that you suggested they might do, they could uh, use that money to supplement their yes. life because it's, it's not a thing whereas it has you have to live off that money because there's no other money that's going to come in. Right. This environment here provides opportunity for some new dollars to come Absolutely. to the table. Absolutely. And so uh, the young men that, of which you, you've been representing, you continue to represent, Marvin, let me ask you, uh, as a person who represents athletes, uh, is there a certain type of athlete that you, that you look for? Is there a prototype athlete that you like to represent? Because there are some people out there that would just take anybody. Well, and, 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 again, the company you keep is a reflection on the company that you are. So it's a reflection on your company. Is there a certain type of athlete? And, I, and I'd like for you to share, and not that I'm saying there were bad things, but you represented a very famous athlete, and I want you to talk about your experience with him and how hard you worked to, to help him, yeah. and then talk about the kind of athlete that you would like 
to to work with on a regular basis. So let's let's talk about the young man first and some struggles he had in life, and then go a little bit into uh, the other direction. Yeah, good, good question. But here we go. Um, first of all, Chris was a very very you know real great kind of guy. I took him because we had came from the same background. I'm from North Philadelphia. We're right from the hood, and from the grace of God, I, I made it out of the hood. And that's Chris Henry we're talking about. Chris Henry. Now, kid never had a father figure. There was never nobody in his life to show him how to be a man. So I took it and, and trying to help him be a, It was more important to me to try to help him be a man than, than for him to play football. Because if everything else was cool, he going to be all right as a ball player. He was a talented, very, very talented young man that just didn't have anybody around him to show him the way. So I took him and did everything I could to try to help him. He was, he was, for him, he, he had surrounded himself with the wrong type of people. And as you just said. So, so what happens is you have a tendency to hang out with your boys and do all the things your boys are telling you to do. And unfortunately for him, he didn't see that until the end. Until he was straight up on his back, didn't have anything going for him. That's when he finally found and said, hey, man, I need to do something else. And he was at that point. Okay. And so when you look at Chris, and, and not to say Chris was a bad person, perhaps maybe he got involved in some bad things, uh, but the prototype athlete that you would like to have or you like to help shape and mold your athlete into these uh, to a successful, uh, productive transitioned athlete into adapting to the real world what does that athlete look like when he's in college and, and coming into his rookie year he wants to do better bro. he wants to live every day like he wants to get better and then just don't see football as being it, it just football should be a way to get to the next level in your life that's just a portion of your life you're not going to play for 10 15 25 30 years so you're going to retire. Okay, so hey, let's, what can we do or what can you do to put yourself in a position that when you get finished playing, that you're cool, that you can go on and live the same kind of lifestyle. So what do you do? So you go out and you try to find things like this to surround yourself with and, and see other people that's doing successful things. Most of the guys don't see that, and that's their problem. Their problem is they want their success is going to the strip club. And, and, and hanging out with them kind of cats, and that don't happen. So it has to be somebody. It has to be somebody that's going to help them, and they got to see it. They have to see, hey man, I don't want when I'm done. This is what I. This is how I want to be. And until that happens, you're going to have the same problem all the time. You're going to have young guys getting out of the ball early and have nothing to do. Right. And that's amazing, Marvin, because uh, the average salary. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about. A rookie. The minimum is about three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. But the average salary of some of the players that you're working with, can you share just without names, just some of the average salaries the ball players are making nowadays? Seven fifty. Seven fifty. Seven fifty. One is making about eight million. And and say uh, that again. <laughs> about eight million. Eight million dollars, and, 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 and that's and that's a and that's a year. Well, his that's in two years, two but he years. got a. We got a signing bonus for eight million. Yeah, that and that. See, and that, those are the kind of stories that I'm looking to get rid of. The kind of stories where, as a person that's making eight million dollars, you know, finds himself on real sports with Brian Gumbel and Reggie Wilkes talking about our good friend Reggie Wilkes. You know, talking about the pitfalls and the mistakes that's that right. players have, are making. 
And so I appreciate what you're doing with the athletes that you're working with, Marvin. And, and I hope that for something would happen, that they would wake up. Because it's an embarrassment to us because right. we're trying to share the information right. for them. We don't want them to make the same mistakes that we made. Absolutely. And, and, and they don't have to. Right. Because there's a safe haven like this, yes. where if you're looking for a safe opportunity, come here. Yes. These people have been scrutinized. The league has said, oh, yeah, it's okay, they can come in. Yes. The league has done background checks on these people. Yes. You know the league didn't do background checks on the people <laughs> that were there waiting for us, <laughs> that were hiding behind the bushes waiting for us to come out, you know, with the little bit of pocket change That's we had. Right. You know. Right. So this is an event. I'm glad you're here. There's a young man over there by the name of Andre Duffy. I'm trying to get his attention because he's supposed to be on the show next. But, of course, Andre's not paying any attention, so we, <laughs> right. we, we're going to keep going. But, listen, there's a football game coming up. Okay. And, and this football game, of course, is from the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to play. Yeah. And, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to play the Green Bay Packers, right. you know, two of the oldest teams around. Right. Um, you don't have to make a decision. But, of course, you know it's a good game. A good game is going to happen, and we hope a good game is going to happen. So just give me a little bit. Tell me what you think about the two teams and who you think might possibly win. If it's a high-scoring game, it's going to be Greenback. Bob line. Can't outscore. Can't outscore. But, but, if, but if it's not a high-scoring game. Pittsburgh going to win. Pittsburgh's going to win. Well, I'll tell you what. Now, that means you just picked two teams, that's and you can only pick only one can win the ball game. <laughs> that's but that's, the, that, 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 that's how you got to do it, man. Buddy. That's the safe way to do it. Listen, Marvin Frazier, I my appreciate pleasure. it, Marvin. If somebody's interested in getting in touch with you, if somebody would like to have Marvin Frazier represent them, can you give us some information on where they can find you, how they can contact you? Email me, marfrazier at bronco86 at comcast.net. And I appreciate that, Marvin. I, I hope that somebody is listening who needs a good agent Thanks, that will man. give you a call. I appreciate it. Okay, Marv, thank, thank you, man. Listen, it sounds like I got some music in the background. I'm going to shake the hand of my good, dear friend. Another yeah, man, the brotherly love. There's a lot of brotherly love going on <laughs> in Philadelphia. This thank is Rail of Sports. If you guys are giving me a chance, I'll come back, and I hope you will stay with us. You'll come back, too. I'm going to have my friend Andre Duffy have a seat, and we're going to talk to him, but we're going to take a break. So, hey, come back, Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm live from Dallas, Texas at the Player Network event. And, of course, we're here because the Super Bowl is going to be here. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Thank <laughs> you. 
I got a little buzz in my ear, but we always, you know, a little technical difficulty, but we can adapt. That's a lot of there. Okay, can you hear me? The world, can you hear me? You're not answering me, right? Yeah, okay, you guys gonna have to put those headphones on here so we can uh, make sure we can have a great conversation. The one guy, I don't care if he ever puts his headphones on. I don't even know why I'm letting him put those headphones on, but that's my good friend. He is also, I can't believe he's my good friend. He's my attorney. Uh, he's the most hated man I've ever met in my life, but he is smart as hell, and he's from the University of Michigan. And he dresses up good too, but a great football player, uh, you know, a decade or more in the National Football League and just doing great things for players. I can't think of a better way to introduce you, Mel. Mel Owens, I appreciate you joining me, man, coming down and, and, and attending the Player Network event. I'm glad you have. Have you ever been to a Player Network event before? Yes, I have. Actually, I um, came a few years ago, and what I always tell people is that this is the premier best event at the Super Bowl, bar none. And that's for players I don't care who comes. I don't care who comes. But players especially, Mel, because you know, during our generation, we didn't have anything like this. You had, you already knew your life, you had it all planned. You knew you were gonna go to law school, you knew you were gonna be an attorney, but you know that probably 99.9% .9 of the players have no idea what they're gonna do when their career's over. That, that's correct, and at least this is a starting point and you get exposed to a lot of different people a lot of different concepts and a lot of different resources. And, and you know, networking is something, listen, I think it's a little art and a little science, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. And, and you have to learn how to do this. Yes. And, and you come into an environment like this, and, and again, these are not lions, and, 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 and we're releasing the sheep into the lion's den. These people have been scrutinized, they've been done, background checks have been, you know, done on these people and the corporations that are here. So these are safe opportunities for players to come into, because you know, our generation, you know, there were no background checks available on That's the people true. that were looking you're, to. You're on your own. You're on your own, you know. And so th this is amazing. This this is wonderful. And, I, and I'm glad you came, Mel. But but let me let me just say I would this. just like to say one thing. Sure. Hats off to, to Guy Troop for putting it on. He does a great job. Anything he's involved with is golden. And, and I've said that about Guy, too. I told him, I said, Guy, you know, you're a blessing to the player. You, you really are. You, it's, it's something that's needed. And I'm so glad that it finally happened. And I want to continue to be a part of it because what, what needs to happen is it, it needs to come from people like you and I that maybe we didn't have catastrophes in our lives, but, but we, were, we saw some happen and, and people that never recovered. But now you got somebody who's there to try to prevent that. And we can say, hey, you can trust that person. I don't want any money from you. I don't want any tickets from you. I don't want anything. I want to help you. And I want you to talk to that person right there because he too will help you. And once you give back, it'll it'll come full circle, and everybody understands that. That's why these events are getting better. They're great already, but they're getting better. Right. Hey, Mel, you and I last night we, we shared a laugh. Uh, we told some stories, and, and but we told truthful stories. You know, we we paid homage to a couple guys that just made our lives you know better today. You know, mine's of course was, was Charlie Taylor, and yours of course was was Deacon Jones, and uh, you know. We are now in a position, there's somebody out there that watched you play Mel for many years, and, and, and they have a story to tell. But I want you to tell a little bit about that little Deacon Jones, and then we're going to talk about what you're doing, and we're going to talk a little bit about a little football, too, as well. Okay, I, Deacon I, Jones, let's play homage to know, Deacon and, for and a I, And I love to share this story because it, it, it means so much to me, and I think about it all the time when I either see his jersey, or just hanging in my office, or I see him on TV. 
you know, old clips. Uh, ever since I was a kid, uh, you know, growing up in Detroit, Michigan, I was just a Los Angeles Ram fan. I was a fanatic. My favorite player was Deacon Jones. And I pretended that I was Deacon Jones. And when I would make a tackle, nobody could ever get away from me. I was Deacon Jones. And then I got drafted by the Rams, and I had the chance to meet Deacon Jones. I, every time I see him, I go, Deacon, you're my favorite player of all time. And I don't care how many times I see him in a day, like I saw him twice yesterday, I keep telling him. And he's just, he's just an inspiration. And that, that, that's an amazing story. I love, I, just, I, I, you know, it sends chills up my spine thinking about, you know, that I, that I emulated him, you know, Little League, high school. You know, when I got to the pros, I go, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm next to Deacon Jones. Wow. And we're going to do some things here at Voice America Sports, you know, players who respect players. We're going to get a chance to share our stories because I, like you, I'm born and raised in Canton, Ohio, and I was back for a Hall of Fame game, and Charlie Taylor walked through that door. And I was actually in my office at work a couple weeks ago, and I was sharing this story with somebody, and it actually brought me to t almost brought me to tears and the person I was telling the story to because when I saw Charlie, I walked up to him, and I said, Charlie, I just got to say this to you. I said, you don't know me, but my name's Ray Ellis, and, and I played in the league for, you know, seven years, and, you know, and uh, I really enjoyed myself, had some great success. I said, but it would have never happened if it were not for you. And I said, when I was a receiver in high school, after I would score a touchdown, I would do what I call my version of Charlie Taylor. And I did my version of Charlie Taylor, and he put this big smile on his face but what the, 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 the best part of it was Charlie told me was Ray the only reason why I did that is because I couldn't dance <laughs> but that's, he really he really enjoyed that and I just think as we see these young players around here you know I want them to, to understand that we're approachable you see an old guy if you ever see a guy I don't care how old because you know Deacon's up there and yeah, Deacon lets you know but I'm telling you that brings joy to their heart when you share the story with them that they helped you get to the point where you arrived at and you were successful. Well, you, you know, they built the game, and you, you can't ignore them, and they're here, and uh, like you said, you got to pay homage to them. And one thing that I learned when I first got to the Rams, that one of the trainers told me this. He goes, you can make it a party or you can make it a career. So when you look back on, you know, on these guys who built the game, it was a career for them. Wow. And they, and they respected the game. And um, one thing that I'm proud of is that uh, even when I was a kid and even growing up even now, I'm a historian of the game. I respect it. I love it. And uh, I know a lot of the players I try to keep in touch with um, uh, the goings-on. And uh, if, the, if the younger players don't, I think they're going to miss a, a great opportunity to build their, their careers afterwards. Yeah, I, I think there's nothing better to be able to, your childhood hero, to be able to walk up to him and him embrace you, you know, simply because you acknowledge that you knew who he was, you know, and you respected him and you tried to emulate him. But speaking of, you know, retired players and former players, Mel, you're doing some excellent things for retired players. And, and I'd like for you to share with the audience a little bit out there because, as I said, you're my attorney and people wonder, well, uh, what's he do for you? Why don't you share your work and what you're doing and your transition from the game and how you're helping players who had some physical problems when they played pro football? First of all, thanks for the opportunity to let me express what we do for the uh, uh, former players. Like you said, I'm an attorney uh, and we represent players with their disabilities. And whether it's in workers' compensation, total and permanent, social security, line of duty, if you played the game, you're gonna come out with some injuries and some disabilities. Wh wh whatever that is, is personal to that person. And what we try to do is go back and try to get those benefits for them. So we represent you know, not only football, but basketball, hockey, baseball. And there's an opportunity to go get lifetime future medical to improve their lives. 
And our goal is, at the end of the day, is a quality of life. If we can improve their quality of life for whatever it is, it may be a monetary award, maybe future medical, or combination thereof, we try to make sure that when they leave our services, that they have a better quality of life. Wow, you know, and that's interesting because it's, it's almost like it's the best kept secret, Mel, because a lot of people don't know. And But I've been one of those people that as soon as I found out that Mel Owens could help me, I reached out to you, I called, you responded right away, you continued to stay in touch with me to keep me updated on the process of my case. Uh, but for those players that don't know how to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you? First of all, Ray, and I didn't hold it against you, you went to Ohio State. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm a, you know. You took my business anyway. I, I appreciate I, I know. it. But, you know, here's what I tell everybody. We're all on the same team now. Okay. And you know, we're located in Orange County, uh, California. Um, the office number is 949-452-0700. And my email is mowens at nbolaw.com. That's Nancy Bravo Oscar law.com. And again, the number is 949-452-0700. That's how you can get a, get a hold of me, and that's the best way. And you know, we have a, a lot of people at our um, in our office. We have a, a, a big staff. We have over uh, over five attorneys uh, helping us on the cases. And you know, we're service oriented. We're not. A, this is not retail for us. We don't put every, anybody on sale. We don't flip cases. It's very personal. Uh, every case I approach, it's like I was doing my own. So I take a lot of pride in that, and you know, sometimes I, sometimes I think I care more than the player does. Uh, but you know, one thing I have to tell them is that to have patience. It's a long process. You know, if you're talking about lifetime medical and, and a lot of money, then there's going to be people that are against you, and they don't want to give you what that you deserve. And we know as players, they always trying to separate you. And one thing uh, that we can say, Mel, is because you and I were sitting in the lobby and, uh, in, in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's right. And DeMorris Smith walked in. And, right. and you spent some time with him. And, and DeMorris has embraced your work. Am I correct? Yes, he has. He, he understands the importance. And, and, again, what it comes down to is, is quality of life. And I can't tell you uh, the different scenarios. One guy said, hey, Mel, if I could just get my knee fixed, I could stand. And if I could stand, I could get a job whatever it was, coaching or teaching or whatever. So uh, D. Smith understands that this is something that's going to help the players' lives as they leave the game itself. You know, you, you only play the game for three or four years, but your life's going to go on for another 20, 30, 40, 50 years. But you got to have the, the wherewithal and the, and the physical capabilities to keep on working. If you don't, you know, then your life falls apart, and that's when the quality of life goes down. And if it goes down at a young age, then there's no purpose. Hey, Mel, I just want to thank you. I mean, I truly want to thank you. You're doing great work, and, and it's something that every player, as you said, regardless if you play basketball, you play football, you play baseball. Hockey. You're, hockey, you're there to service those players. Yes. And, and so what we're going to do is we're going to do everything we can to get your information out there. Again, one last time, that contact information is? It, the number is 949 and again, my personal email is M. Owens, first initial, last name, at nbolaw.com, nancybravooscarlaw.com. Email me. I'm responsive. I can text. I'm in the new generation. I'm, a, I'm an old dude, but I can get it done. There you go. Okay, Mel, thanks a lot, man. One last one. Who is it? Pittsburgh? Well, I'm going to go, go to Pittsburgh. Let me tell you why. I got, I got friends who work there. The strength and conditioning coach, Garrett Guimont was my strength and conditioning coach when I was with the Rams. He's working there now. 
and uh, you know he deserved. It. He's been in the league. You know, he's a young guy. He's only 50 years old, but he's been in the league like 40 some years. He started when he was like an eight-year-old kid working for the Rams. I only wish him the best, and I hope hopefully he'll get a second ring. Wow. Okay. Well, Mel, thank you so much for dropping thank by. Thank you. We, hey, you, you know I'm going to be in touch with you. I know. And I hopefully know. a whole lot of other players. And uh, one last thing, right? You know, Michigan's back. Oh. So get ready. Okay. Get ready now. Hey, it, it's, okay. it's basketball season now. You guys don't even have a basketball hey, team anymore. We you, almost beat you. When Hub was there, we, oh, we yeah. Let me, let me tell you something. Hey, let, hang on. I'm going to tell you one thing. Okay? We need you and you need us. Okay? You're right. So we we need you to be good and you need us to be good. You're right. Okay? You're right. And we're back. Right. Okay, so get ready. I'll give you that much. I'm going to okay. embrace the Big Ten guy anytime yeah, right, in the world. Man. Thanks right. so much, man. Thank bro. you for having me. Man. Okay. Appreciate hey, it. I got my good friend over here, Andre Duffy. How you doing, Red? How you doing, Andre? Hey, hanging in there. Andre's been a friend, of course, of the Player Network event for the last few years, for sure. Yes. And uh, Andre's going to be joining Voice America yes. with his own show as well. Tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing, Andre, and how some of these people out here could also uh, get in touch with you. Yes. Well, uh, I appreciate you for having me on the show, Ray. I appreciate it. you're one of the between Guide Troop and yourself, you're one of the reasons why I keep on coming back, so I appreciate that. Uh, what we do is uh, Duffy & Associates within Ameriprise is pretty much help athletes as well as CEOs figure out, instead of doing something with your money, figure out what it's, what it's supposed to do for you first. And then from there, we can help people figure out what's the best aspect to help them be financially successful forever. Okay, and uh, your first show is going to start with us on Voice America in March, am I correct? Yeah, we're going to call it Duffy's Financial Playbook. So wow. It's, so it's going to for, uh, the first Saturday of March every month, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we're going to have some pro athletes as guests and uh, talk a little bit of business in, in the middle. So well, it's a good time. Every player has a playbook, and they need a financial playbook. Exactly. And so I appreciate what you're doing, Andre, and I tell you what, we're going to look forward to that. Where can they get in touch with you at? Yeah, 302 656 7773 extension 13 or email andre.s as in sam dot duffy d-u-f-f-i-e at amps.com okay hey we're gonna have to take a break you hear that music in the background you listen to rail of sports on the voice american network i'm live in dallas i can't believe i'm in dallas but we at the super bowl but we're really at the player network event the 11th annual player network event my man kwame lasses are about to take over it's going to be a party now because he's going to tell the truth. They're going to have a good time. Young fellas going to take over. Kwame Lasseter, it's his time. We'll be back after this break. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. 
Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America.
Hey, welcome to the Prime Minister of Sports. I will say sometime Rich McCann from ATL, but those guys are not in the Dallas area with me. They are in Atlanta, one is in Virginia. What I do have, we have a live uh, session going on. This session is brought to you by jtaylormedia.com. Check that out, jtaylormedia.com. I want to talk about a little football going on. This might happen this weekend. I also got some guests, Kimberly Hayes, uh, Scott Gore. Scott Gore, I want to talk to you first. Then I get to you, Kimberly, about what's going on, what you what you have going on. I know you do a lot of things with the athlete. Okay. Uh, you, you, you've done some things for me, so I want to get into that. And I know you have your... Uh, your intern with you, Courtney. <laughs> and my mom. <laughs> and, and, and mom, man. I forgot about mom. But but Scott, let me let me get to you right first. Um there's a huge there's a huge game going on this week. That we, we we take two weeks to pump it up, two weeks to make it what it is. The Green Bay Packers, which you are a huge fan. If anyone if you don't know Scott Gore, just know <laughs> if you're a Green Bay Packers, then you know Scott Gore. Um this game right here, tell me what tell me what it's gonna mean to you, uh, more so than Aaron Rodgers and his team, and and how far they've come along this year. Because the Green Bay Packers did go on like a five-game losing streak. Uh, they found their running game in the first part of the uh, playoffs. Uh, they made a good run, and all their runs they made, they made them on the road. And it was outstanding for what they did to win those games on the road. Give me your assessment of of how they win this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Whom, in my opinion, is the bullies of the NFL. With, uh, and, I, and I say that because of the aggressive defense that they play. And, and as a fan, give me your uh, aspect of that. Okay, well, I think that um, one of the things that helped the Packers out was uh, during the season when they were 8-6, and six, they needed to win their last two to get into the playoffs. They blew out the Giants at home, and then they played the Bears. And the Bears played them tough. They played all their starters when they didn't need to, and they won a close game. And up until that point, the Packers had not won a close game all year. They lost six games, all by four or less. So as they got into the playoffs, they went on a run, they got hot, and they won two close games, first against the Eagles in Philadelphia and then against the Bears up in Chicago. So I think that the Packers are poised and ready to play a tough, close game and that they can win it. Uh, you know what? If the Green Bay Packers was the winner's game, and I, I can tell you right now, I'm going for the Pittsburgh Steelers for for a lot of reasons. Because I like I'm a defensive guy. I like aggressive defense. But Don Capers and what he's doing over there with that defensive Green Bay Packers, he has some outstanding players. He had playmakers. He got guys that know their roles. You can have a lot of superstars, but when you got a superstar or a leader, and the guys around you are doing your roles, I kind of equate that to what the New England Patriots are. We know Tom Brady. We know Wes Welker. But those other guys find a way to win these football games for these guys because you don't know their name, but they understand their role. They understand the philosophy of what you're trying to get done. And I think Don Cable is doing an outstanding job with that. He is a he is a, a disciple from um, uh, Dick LeBeau. Uh, and give me your assessment on this guy, Don Capers, and what he's done to this defense, what the leaders he have over there. I think Dom's done a lot. Uh, if you think about last year when the Packers played the Steelers, they lost on a last-second touchdown from Roethlisberger to Wallace. They gave up over 500 yards passing in that game. Uh, they got blown out. And then their playoff game against the Cardinals last year, they gave up 51 points. Right. Uh, the defense has been playing lights out this year. They had a shutout against the Jets. They held a lot of teams to low, low scores. Um, at no point during the season were they behind by more than seven points. So I think that's a testament to the defense as well as the offense. In the playoffs, they made big plays. They've had two pick sixes. 
Um, you've had rookies, Will Shield, with a couple of interceptions last week. So I think they can match the intensity and uh, aggressive play of the Steelers. I think the Green Bay Packers, a lot of their, a lot of their athletes, a lot of their role players have stepped up at a time where there was um, where you needed to play, and these guys were able to do this. And this this played a long way into them going into the Giants, beating Chicago, uh, beating the Atlanta Falcons, beating Philadelphia, and doing this on the road. Yeah. One thing that emerged from this team was a running game. Yeah. A running game they didn't have. I watched uh, a lot of Green Bay games this year. I watched Aaron Rodgers miss two games of concussions. I watched Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers lead the team in rushing. I don't want my star quarterback, and he, in my opinion, is a star. Yeah. He, he is the guy. You can put him in the same conversations that you put a Tom Brady. You can put him in the Peyton Mannings. Uh, he is the guy. I don't want my guy. And I think the running game that these guys yeah. uh, were able to uh, display in these playoff games helped them go a long way to get them to this point right now today. I will say the defense is the strength, but I, I never discount what Aaron Rodgers does on the football field and cover two situations. He beats them all the time. Now, we have Kimberly Hayes. Kimberly, you 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 around sports a lot. I am. You around sports, yeah. and uh, let, let me let me ask you first: Pittsburgh or Green Bay? Pittsburgh. I have a client who plays with the Steelers, so I'm a I'm a Steelers <laughs> fan. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you you a Pittsburgh fan because you got clients, and I understand that because as Scott know, I I'm Cardinals. I you know oh, I've been I always Cardinals. Um, I grew up a Dallas Cowboy fan until they started doing. They fired Tom Landry. I didn't like that. They started doing drugs. I didn't like that um, because, you know, when you're the best in the world at what you do, right. and I think athletes that's, that's lined up on that field, that's part of that team, you're the best at what you do. You don't need any enhancement. You don't need any drugs uh, to get you over the top. And then that shows a lot of selfish act. Mm -hmm. So I get to the point, I get to say that to say this. I'm from Newport News, Virginia. I like, I like Mike Tomlin. I like Mike Tomlin, and he, he's a guy, Scott knows him. It'll be hard pressed for me to root against that guy. Right. I also play defense in the National Football League. I like aggressive defense, and they've always been an aggressive defense. That's why I call these guys the bully of the NFL. Right. I call New England Patriots the Harvard of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I, I, I like Pittsburgh in this 24-17. It's not going to be that 500 uh, yards passing that Scott mentioned uh, that they played last time uh, with. But give me, your, give me your assessment on how this game is laid out. I think the Steelers are going to take it. I, they're hungry. Um, they're wanting their second ring. Uh, they have a great, great, great defense, a great coach. The players are always come to the field on point. So I think the Steelers are going to take it. I'd, I'd say probably 24-17 also. Would this be a this would be a historical win if the Pittsburgh Steelers win? It would be their seventh ring? Their seventh ring, and they're doing it in the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Mm -hmm. I, that's a lot of irony with right, that. Right, right. <laughs> the Pittsburgh, I've, I've grown, I grew up watching the Pittsburgh and the Dallas Cowboys game. And it's ironic that the Pittsburgh still is about to take the lead if they beat the Green Bay Packers. Right. Uh, take the lead in having the most championships in the National Football League and then doing it in Dallas. Can wow. I correct you on that point, Kwame? Uh, maybe you can try to correct me. <laughs> you can try. Go they ahead. might have the most Super Bowls, but the Packers have the most NFL championships with 12. With 12? Yes. And See, you're going back be, to when I wasn't born. Be 13 <laughs> by the morning. You're taking it way back. Yeah, you're going back to when I was born. Let's talk about hey, right There now. was life before the Super Bowls. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? And there was a lot of teams. You got to give it the, AF, the, AF, uh, the AFC, that lead, the AFL, I'm sorry, that lead. And it was before they had the championship games. They were, were the Super Bowl. They did have championship games. And, and the Green Bay has always been there. And I say this as a historical team because, I mean, you've been a huge fan of those guys. 
since forever. You go to you go to Wisconsin, uh, and, and and you walk through that that historical place. Uh, tell me a little bit about that because I, I you said you told me a little, but but let the listeners know a little bit about what you do when you go there. Well, Green Bay is a special place. There's so much history. There's so much tradition there. Uh, it's a blue, beautiful stadium that they haven't demolished and built this new mega stadium. They renovated it. They kept the stadium intact. It's right in the middle of the neighborhood. There's yeah. houses all around. Uh, it's just an unbelievable experience just walking up to it. Inside the stadium, they have a Packers Hall of Fame that's filled with you know memorabilia and uh, videos and photos and stuff from all their championships over the years going back into the 20s and 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and up until today. So it's it's a special experience. I've, I've had the opportunity to play in Green Bay, and it, it was freezing cold, but it didn't get freezing cold until we started losing. And that was <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 was a, it was good to go to a place like that because, as you mentioned, it is right in the neighborhood. It is a, a hometown team. It is owned by the, the community of uh, Green Bay, or is it Wisconsin? It is owned by those guys, and, and I like that. You don't have to have mega stadiums and, and all this, this flashy stuff. If you just go out there and get it done, and if you leave it in the people's hand, then uh, a lot of people, a lot of the outsiders can't mess it up. Right. Now, I'm, I'm coming to you, Kimberly, because you do, you do represent guys, uh, a few guys in the league. You do have a lot of clients that play in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me what are you doing now, and what do you do for them? I... I'm chief consultant and owner of Omni Group LLC, and we're a nonprofit consulting firm specifically working with athletes and entertainers with their nonprofit needs. So we teach philanthropy to athletes. We are now working on a project that's huge, and we're so excited about it. We're going to the organizations as a lead to talk to their guys about philanthropy and giving back. Everybody isn't ready for a foundation like as you are, Kwame. But I'm guys, trying. I'm, trying I know. To, I'm trying to stay ready. <laughs> You've been working with me, Cal. You've been working with me. I'm trying to stay ready. But guys <laughs> definitely have the hearts and the causes behind them. They just don't have the wherewithal, nor do they know where to get the resources. Right. Nor do they have the time. So that's where my company comes in. And I think that was one of my issues. Where do I get my information? Right. How do I approach it? I didn't like. I didn't want to. I don't want to do the sponsor thing and, and involve money mm -hmm. with something that I wasn't prepared to right. go forward with. Because, right. as you know, money complicates a lot of things. It does. If I had everything in order and and you came to me, you came to me a few times uh, when you was in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you were, you were based out of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you hit me to uh, You told me about a lot of things that uh, how to get this going. And I still... I still want to be a part of what you're doing. I still want to work with you. I still want you to work with me right. and getting my stuff in order because I think it's very important to have it lined up it is. before anybody can take you serious. And we're here in Dallas at the PNE Player Network event. Also, this segment is brought to you by jtailormedia.com. Um, I got to always, always got to say that. Let me get that out there. <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you're right. And um, where's, the, where's the website? That the website is www.ombigroup.com, and that's www.ombigroup.com. Ombigroup.com, www.ombigroup.com. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, I definitely I definitely keep putting that on the air every time I'm on air. Thank you. I'm on Tuesday. We, we're here live right now on a Saturday in Dallas, but I'm on every Tuesday on Voice America Sport. Uh, yeah, Scott, Scott's heard my shows a few times. I'm going to have to tune in. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely because, you know, we can talk about we can talk about the sports, but I like to know the guys, the sport guys, what are they doing now, how are they contributing uh, and concerns. And I want to ask Scott as a fan, if there isn't any football this year because of collective bargain agreement, 
where does that put you in as far as maintaining the fan? Because we've seen situations where baseball had lockout and it took a while for the fans to come back. And you're a fan, and you're a fan also, so you can uh, you can uh, elaborate on that also. But baseball, we had lockout. Hockey, hockey we missed the whole season of hockey. Uh, uh, maybe maybe '94, I think it was. Uh, but what does that do to you as a fan? You guys as a fan, if there is a lockout. Well, I think I remember back maybe in the NFL in 86, there was a, a play stoppage for a while. There was a strike during that season at that time. And as a fan, it was just very disappointing. I mean, it's it's the game I love above any other sport. Uh, so I'm hoping that they can come to an agreement this year. Um, but I think at the same time, uh, for the players, um, for the teams, that, that they can take advantage of that time to work in the community like Kimberly was talking about what she's doing uh, it, it will be an opportunity for them to connect with their fans in the community if they're not on the field playing okay yeah. we got two minutes before the segments over with um, you know what I think they I really believe they'll get something done and this is what I was talking about as far as the foundation and stuff when you involve money when money is involved in a whole lot of things it comes to a point who wants the most of it mm-hmm. if I have three dollars Who's going to get the $2 or why we can't do a dollar fifty a piece? But when you're involved with money, and, and football is a nonprofit organization. Let me throw that into you. It's nonprofit, so they don't have to tell you how much money they have in their account. They don't have to show you all the numbers. It's unfortunate because they generate billions of dollars. They generate billions of dollars, and, and the issue is who, who wants that money and, and where that money should be placed because we do have, we do have serious issues with concussions. Mm-hmm. We do have serious issues with insurance after football. And, and as a fan, I, Kimberly, I ask you this too. And as a fan, what, what would that do to you if there is a stoppage in play? If there is a lockout, I mean, football is the heart and soul of this country. And I think it'll be a disservice if the two parties can't come together for a happy medium. I mean, if anything, let's look out for the fans because we are the driving force. We are the revenue that's putting money in the owners' pockets and the players' pockets. So let's, I would hope that the players and the owners would look more to the fans and say what do they want let's look out for their interests as opposed to our own i mean i I had a guy on my show uh about two weeks ago and we were talking about the salaries of football players the salaries of owners and stuff like that and he said and on my show we we say how it is we argue a lot but it's healthy and it's fun at the end of the day we see you next week call in uh but he said athletes make too much money. I think athletes make too much money when they don't know what to do with the money they make. I think that's when they make too much money, when they abuse the money they make. Uh, and I said, and I, and I gave an example as far as uh, you guys let me know if I'm right or wrong, or what you think about this. If I can give Tom Cruise $20 million to do a film that's going to take 72, seconds, 72 minutes, which is going to be a good movie. He, I'm entertained. I gave him my $10. Oh, and then Scott, in our case, we gave our $5 and we got popcorn all night. And um, how do you justify that if I'm being entertained on a football field? You, you mentioned football being one of the most important sports in our game, and these guys have on helmets. They have on helmets. You don't get to see their face, so we only know a few major superstars out there. But do you guys think that athletes get paid too much for us, the owners? Or does it uh, the service renders what it what it does for these guys, cross financially? 
Yeah, I don't think so. I think uh, supply and demand. Uh, people want to pay that uh, kind of money, and uh, the athletes are earning it uh, for short periods of time often, and I think it's great. I think everyone should earn as much as they can, save as much as they can, and give as much as they can. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I would too. I would definitely agree with it because in all trades, there's the creme de la creme. Football players happen to be the creme de la creme of sports, so why shouldn't we compensate them for their skills and talents? And they're on the field every Sunday taking hits that can be deadly, so they are really, you know, jeopardizing their lives. These guys are, you know, for what they get paid and and the issues we have with insurance, these guys are one play away from not playing the game again, one play away from probably not walking correctly or Mm -hmm. thinking correctly again. So the money they make, I think, is justified. Mm -hmm. I think if you can't give us lifetime insurance, which we argue about all the time, if you can't figure out a way to give us proper helmets so the concussions are not so so severe, mm-hmm. um, and, and, I, and I say, as I'm thinking about the concussions and the helmet, there's also a situation where they find these guys ridiculous numbers, and I don't think it's fair. As a way to stop guys from using their, he- their head, and I agree with that. I coach, uh, also I pl- I, as I played in the NFL, I never thought to leave with my head to hit a guy. Mm-hmm. I never thought to do that because I thought I'm gonna get hurt. Right. I will get hurt before he gets hurt. I never thought that. So guys that that do leave with their head, they should be fine. Mm-hmm. But these ridiculous numbers to to stop this, to make this a punishment, is is, is crazy. Mm-hmm. Guys getting paid what they get paid, I think it's justified because there's no insurance. There's no insurance after five years. Mm-hmm. Depending, I talked to a guy Thomas Lewis played six years. I think it was. His insurance stopped three years after he got done playing. I thought that was crazy. And then they make us, uh, oh, I'm just giving you guys knowledge now about this, some, this nonsense that I, I'm passionate about. The time you sign up with the NFL and you do sign up, your Social Security member goes to a certain amount of money. And that certain amount of money is actually a billion dollars. There's been 13,000 people retired from the NFL since football's been played. If you gave everybody $5 million for their lifetime insurance, still have about $7,500 million, $7,500 million. You still have the money. You still have the, the numbers make sense. But then they make us do the line of duty. Uh, uh, Mel, Mel Owens was here. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw him. He's one of the guys uh, that you go to in California when you got to fight for this money that is already yours. He's uh, Your name is attached to this money, but they make you go in there and they make you put on a uh, Oscar winning performance to get your own money. And, and I just don't understand that. That's that's something I'm passionate about. Also, the concussions and mm-hmm. and give me you guys a sense on the concussions. And I'll start with you, Scott, as far as what the concussions do. How much time we have? Uh, on the concussions, I think you made a good point earlier on the helmets. You know, I think the technology is developing and changing. They're trying to find better helmets. Uh, Rogers got hit by Julius Peppers a few weeks ago in the jaw, and he said he thinks that that helmet protected him and prevented him from getting concussion so I think they got to keep doing that and find ways to you know teach and coach the guys to lead with their shoulders or bodies instead right. of heads and, and you know what there's a lot of um, I like when I played I didn't like to have a lot of equipment on but I made sure everything up top was good shoulder pads and helmets I didn't wear knee pads and stuff like that but I think guys there are small thigh pads guys want to be light and quick as fast as possible but there's small thigh pads there's knee pads mm-hmm. If you find guys for doing concussions, I'm gonna tell you exactly what's gonna happen. We probably got 30 seconds in this segment. There's gonna be light hitting injuries. Guys are gonna start going for legs yeah. and knees, and guys are never gonna play again, never gonna walk again because 
they actually scared to get fined seventy five hundred dollars and they make millions of dollars. But they gonna show the NFL and the NFL gonna show us. So it's, it's unfortunate that it's gonna come down to that. Uh, but that's what's gonna happen. Guys gonna start going low. Then the, the league, which in my opinion is a what have you done for me now? Because there's a draft every year. Right. There's a draft every year, so there's always a guy trying to replace the next guy, even if you're a first rounder. Because I think I only got two or three years with you before I think about who's next and who's better. And that's unfortunate. All right, this is Kwame Lassie Sport. We're going to take a break. This is Kwame Lassie Sport. I won't say sometime rich, but I just did. We came from the ATL. <laughs> and we, uh, anytime, hey, I appreciate you guys coming on. Kimberly, that's www.ombigroup.com. And Scott. You and your brother are going to the game. We're going to the game, and since you asked, my prediction is 34-13 Green Bay. I, I did not ask for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> for that reason right there, right. I knew what it was going to be. 34-13. <laughs> there you go. You know what? Green Bay do have a 34 points in them, but I don't think their defense of Pittsburgh Steelers will allow 34 mm -hmm. points. It's going to be a good game. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a good game, and I'm just going to root for a good game. Uh, the last good game I yeah. saw was in uh, Arizona, yeah. the Giants and the New England Patriots. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back in about two-minute segments. Yeah, we'll take a break, and we'll come back. Appreciate you guys. All. Thanks, Bonnie. Sponsorship, you name it. Hey, Bonnie, No 
mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning hard times into good times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The fans. Sports Show. We are live in Dallas at the PE. That's the Player Network event. This is a great opportunity. I've had uh, Scott go on and Kimberly Hayes. Kimberly's website is www.umbi.com and she does a lot of things with uh, non-profit organizations. She, she's, she's out to help a whole lot of things. But my guest I have, I have now, Eric Smith. Eric, I'm, I'm reading your shirt and it says Smart Money Now TV. But I'm looking at your card and you have... You're doing a whole lot. I'm looking at your car. You got a wealth solution. Explain a little bit about what you do exactly. 
And, well, then we're, and then we'll talk a bit a little football, but I like to know what guys do when I talk to them before we get into what I like to do. Hey, absolutely, Kwame. I appreciate this opportunity. Oh, not a problem. Well, Solutions is a parent company, and one of our marketing arms is SmarterMoneyNowTV.com, which is a web TV show that's launching this spring. So what we're doing here at the PE is we're taking opportunities, discussing with players, retired players, their money concerns. You know, this day and age, money is a really hot topic. And protecting our wealth and our assets and our dollars, that's what Smarter Money is all about. So if there's a better way for spending our money, better way to invest our money, that's what we want to bring to the forefront. That's what the show is going to be all about. Okay, that's good. That's the TV show part of it, that's right? That's the web TV the show. The web TV. And that's, and that's good. Um, this, this segment is brought to you by jtaylormedia.com. Eric, you make, you make it a good point uh, because a lot of the athletes, and I like to tie this in too with the athletes because uh, that's definitely what you're doing as far as the, the media TV is going. A lot of the athletes prepare on the offseason for football games. They prepare during the season to get ready to play a football game. They prepare and they go out there and do that. A lot of us don't prepare for after the season, after the career. Absolutely. And, and I know that's a lot what you bring to the table and, and, and ways of getting that out and how would you market that and getting these guys in there because that's definitely a, that's definitely an avenue for getting us out there to prepare and how to how to keep money that we've made how to you spend the money wisely what makes sense on this what makes sense on that you know we want guys to think about being their own financial institution I mean they make plenty of money so the statistics are out there. I don't want to be negative, but the truth about it is, is that 70 to 80% of players are broke, bankrupt, three, four years after coming out of the league. If we can reverse that mindset and start thinking differently about our money and thinking like a financial institution and making greater, better decisions with that money, it's okay to go out and buy that car. It's okay to go buy mama a house. But if there's a better way of doing it and still keep that money working for you, then I want guys to understand that. Yeah, and you know what? That makes that makes, that makes a great deal of sense because you, you mentioned that number of 70%. That's a high number of guys who made millions. That's a high number of guys that's played for a while and they made money. Maybe not millions, but if you, if you do it right and you invest it right, you can live on it correctly. But that's that number of 70%. Uh, 70% uh, and that's why I feel that there's a problem with how this lockout might go. When the owners know that that rate is that high. When the owners know that the player's not going to be able to sit out, uh, we can always replace you. And I think that's why they have a draft every year. They're looking for that guy that can replace you. But when if you stick together, turning your money and making your money smartly as a player when you're done playing football, why are you playing football, whether that be in any sport, baseball, hockey, basketball, um, if you're spending your money and you, you're making the right decision with your money wisely enough, then, then it, we don't have problems with CBA, uh, collective bargaining agreements. We don't have these situations where lockouts. Uh, and I think that's great what you're doing and, and smart money. Uh, now TV is what it's going to be called. That is correct. When will, when will this be launched? Because launched because there's definitely a lot of guys that need to get invited, get invited, and get to know into the know with this. Uh, when will this be launched? Up? We have a target launch date of no later than May first this year. And one last thing I wanted to say about that, Kwame, is that the principles that we're talking about these aren't brand new principles. Right. They're just principles that are non-mainstream. They're not highly publicized. It's what a lot of business owners have been doing for the last four or five decades 
and these principles are time-tested and true. But what's publicized, that's what we want to keep people from doing what mainstream America is doing. That's not a, that's not here at Divorce America Sport. That's not here on this network. That's somewhere else. Again, we're live at the PNE down here in Dallas Player Network event. Um, and you, you talk about the principle that's been that's been inst- instated for four or five decades. Uh, it's just when I came into the National Football League, there were no programs set up to tell us, okay, if you you made this much money, you're going to make this much money this year. This is how you save that money this year. And, 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 I, and I keep going back to what you're doing because I think it's an awesome idea. I think it's an awesome way uh, to keep guys comfortable with their money, to keep guys uh, health, wealthy with their money. Uh, but there was no setup plan for, the, for us when I came in the National Football League. And that's unfortunate because I've seen guys, and I know guys that made some money. And I know guys that now don't have money. And we, and we do a whole lot of other stuff that should be done for fun was now done to uh, survive. Just to survive. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. So I definitely want to, whatever I can do here, uh, and myself, whatever I can do as far as the Force American Sports Network and my and my show to keep getting that out, you just let me know. You can always come on. My show is Tuesday, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Okay. Uh, every Tuesday is live. It's not just live in Arizona. It's uh, you, you down in... Um, we're at 918 area code. I'm, I'm in Tulsa, in Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, absolutely. It's live there, too. Okay. It's live there, too. It's, it's all over the world at the same time. Well, whatever the time zone is, but I'm on at 9 in Arizona. So whatever I can do to get that out, I am definitely want to be a part of to kick, to kick that off because I, there's a lot of guys, some of these guys I call friends, that, that need a, need this implemented into what they're doing once they enter. Maybe it's not football. Maybe it's a business world. They still need to be able to manage their money. Absolutely. The principles are the same because when you start a business, the processes are you grow that business to sell that business. Right. You got taxation. You got to learn how to minimize taxes. Then if you want to sell that business or you may become absent, you may become a, the grill of a Mack truck. How's that going to affect your family? Right. What's the taxation going to do to them? There's a lot of things that folks haven't really, <clears throat> pardon me, a lot of things people just haven't put into that plan. And prep for right, yeah. I got a lot of guys out here. We, I got a lot of guys. The P and E right now that's doing business situation. These are former athletes, and some of these guys are doing, uh, they doing restaurants in the airports. I got a guy, uh, Ray Mickens, doing restaurants in the airport, and he want to involve the NFL alumni with the NFL alumni. And the key word is the alumni. A lot of these guys that are playing now. The money that they're making now, they are failing to realize that they will be alumni one day, and they're gonna need a guy like a Ray Mickens or a guy like Eric Smith, who's gonna invest their money or show them how to invest their money. But they're gonna need this to maintain, to to do something business-wise, to to limit the taxes that they're gonna have to pay out. Um, And I I think that's important. What's going on right here at this event? I think uh, Guy Troop does an excellent job putting this on. Guy Uh, does a heck of a job. You've you've been a part of it. I've seen you uh, here a couple. I've seen you at the Player Network event a couple times, but it, I think it's an excellent event and what he's doing, and I'm glad you can be a part of it here. Um, now we got to talk a little bit of football. Let's talk some football. Now, earlier I was talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and how I like them on their defense. I, I, I talked about the the uh, Aaron Rodgers and how he's one of the superstars of the league. Uh, where, where, where does team come from being at 1.5-8, losing five games in a row, not having a running game? Failing to mention that the the Green Bay Packers, as I build all these excuses for them, 
the Green Bay Packers had like 13 to 17 guys inactive before the season started from injuries. Uh, so I think this team has sustained the, the durability to get to the point they have because they played four playoff games on the road. They played four game, playoff games on the road, and they won these games. They beat the Eagles. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles. They beat the Atlanta Falcons. They beat Chicago, uh, a team that um, that they beat back-to-back. They had to play this team back-to-back. Chicago did everything they could by playing their starters as long as possible uh, to keep Green Bay out of it because everybody knew that team was peaking at the right time, and that's what you do in a playoff. They beat the uh, – uh, who else they beat? The, uh, the last game they played, they beat the uh, – No, the Bears. The, they beat the Bears. That was the game that they want, the Bears wanted to avoid. So with all that said and done, and these guys, uh, and I think they battle-tested, they battle-ready, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion, being the bullies of the National Football League defensively. Defensively, and I think Baltimore Ravens is that team also. But playing this Pittsburgh Steelers team, what does the Green Bay Packers, in your opinion, have to do to win this game or come out on this game on top? You know, just looking at this team, I think they just need to keep doing the things that they've done during this peaking t- process that they, in the last four games. Just keep going at it. I mean, personally speaking, I don't know if this this platform and you talk about your your likes or dislikes, but <laughs> well, you can. We can talk about okay, anything we want to on our show. Because I'm, I'm I'm now I was gonna get your prediction, but I can tell you right now I'm, a, I'm I got the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. Uh, I got the Steelers too. I got the Steelers in this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers didn't win this game, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, uh, the Green Bay Packers lost the game. Uh, if you can win a lot of you can you can do a lot of things in the game uh, to cost you. So I don't want this to be one of those games where they're playing so timid. And I tell you who does, games like that would be Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. They play each other so well. Uh, they play each other three times this year. But you get scores like 13-10. I don't mind it as long as it's a good football game. Uh, I, I just don't see Green Bay uh, Packers doing enough. They did emerge They did emerge with a running game in the four preseason games, four to five games. I'm, I'm, not, I'm sorry, not preseason games. But post games, they did emerge with a running game because previously before that, Aaron Rodgers was their leading rusher. The quarterback being the yeah, leading rusher. When you got a quarterback leading rusher, that's, that's not good. And that's why he got knocked out two games, and that's when they went on that losing streak, uh, uh, when were not able to win football games. But what these guys did to come back uh, and, and win this game and be in that situation they are in now, which is the Super Bowl, is, is outstanding. Well, you know, I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like the receiving core. And that receiving core that they have is uh, – outstanding group of guys um, but then from the leadership of the quarterback I mean that guy can get out of the pocket and he's dangerous more so out of the pocket than inside the pocket right and I think that makes a difference because you got a you got a 65 or a 66 or 65 Ben Roethlisberger who's 250 pounds that can can move he moved well enough to lose the lose pressure by himself some time he's not a he's not a Michael Vick but he but what he does he does well for his team he, he doesn't win games that you'd be like, oh, he got off. He win games with probably some of the worst passing ratings in the game, some of the worst uh, efficiencies in the game, but he wins football games. This guy was a, a huge uh, – you got to give credit to Charlie Batch too because when Ben was out and, and, and everybody wanted Ben to come out, but I think Charlie Batch did a great job by going 3-1. and one. Now, going 3-1 and one and, and setting the table on how this guy come back and once uh, Ben Roethlisberger came back, this team was able to move forward. It's the same thing as having Troy Polamalu out on that defense. It's hard to play without your stars because you look at him back and you're not concentrating on your job. And you're looking for that young guy that you may have to account for. Well, but I think what Pittsburgh's got going for him when you say Polamalu, and I like Harris. 
you know, I was looking at some specials on that guy and just his work ethic and just his personal shape and from his age standpoint, this this cat's getting it done. Right, right. Yeah, and, and they got a lot of guys don't understand that. You don't just show up on, on game day. You no. don't just don't show up on Sundays. You don't show up on a Sunday Super Bowl Sunday and think I'm gonna play this game and win this game. This all all this take is a work ethic, the work preparation, and then these guys put it in. Uh, and, and you find those teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Packers. You find those teams when they when there's not a lot of selfish acts, uh, and that's why they're able to get here. I, I'm more I'm more intrigued with how Green Bay got here than so the Pittsburgh Steelers because. Before the season started, everybody had Pittsburgh Steelers as, as one of those top five teams that can get to the Super Bowl. Uh, even with Ben Roethlisberger on suspension for six games, uh, which was cut down, well, eight games, which was cut down to six. Uh, even even so, I liked how they they maintained because there was a lot of things they could have done over in Green Bay to fold. Again, they went on a five-game losing streak. Again, their quarterback did get knocked out. Again, they, they did have to tremendous odds of winning four games on the road. Uh, in the playoffs, not just four games on the road and during regular season. So I, I like their resolve that they've had uh, uh, to get to this point. I still, saying all that now, I'm still a Pittsburgh still a fan because I like what Mike Tomlin do. He, he, yeah. get, he, he give his team one goal, one destination, and, and, they stroke, and they focus and they strive to get to that point. I like what Mike Thomas does as far as letting these guys be who they are. I, I like the discipline he puts in there without the sideline antics uh, that you see a lot of coaches have. I like what these guys doing. That's why with the Mike Tomlin and with the um, with the um, Ben Roethlisberger and this team, I think they have a good chance of winning. I think better than I, I look at this game 24-17. 24-17. Pittsburgh. I'm, I, Pittsburgh. I'm calling 31-24. Over and under. 31-24. 31-24. That's possible. That's possible. Pittsburgh winning the game. Pittsburgh winning the game. Okay, that's a good deal. <laughs> All right. This is the Voice American Sports Network. This is Kwame Last of the Sports. We have Eric Smith with Wealth Solution. Don't forget the Smart Money Now TV, which is uh, more catered so to athletes. Skaters, athletes, and business professionals. And business professionals. Absolutely. So uh, definitely keep check out the show. Uh, give me the website, and I keep putting that out. SmarterMoneyNowTV.com. SmarterMoneyNowTV.com. Again, this is the Quamalot Sports. We live in the P&E down here in Dallas. We'll be back in about two minutes. Now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The future of online TV is here. 
View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The fan. Live here at the PE. I have with my next guest. My next guest is Thomas Lewis. Thomas, give me a little of a, give me a little of your uh, professional history. Or you, you can even go back to um Indianapolis, Indiana if you want to. <laughs> but <laughs> you are Akron. from Akron. You Akron. are from <laughs> That's the OH ten to you. <laughs> no, but but uh you know, I started out back in Akron, obviously with LeBron James country as they say it now, but uh went to University of Indiana from there back in nineteen ninety to uh ninety three. Actually came out as a first round back draft pick. Um, as a junior, uh, went to the New York Giants, and then from New York Giants to the uh, Bears, and then uh, to the San Diego Chargers. Okay, so you you you've been in the league, and I want to get your opinion, and then I want to find out what you're doing. I'm, I'm looking at your shirt, and it says Knockout Energy, um, and I've been um, I've had some. It's not okay. bad. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I want I want talk about that too and uh, get that out and tell me what I need to do to keep getting it out for you as far as uh, on air stuff uh, but definitely give me your give me your assessment on these concussions that we have and give me your assessment on on this lockout that or this collective bargaining agreement that we may have uh, and briefly talk about that if you will well that's good information um, you know the main thing is you know, you're looking back on these concussions. Back when I was playing in the 90s, uh, you had no idea that those concussions were really doing that kind of damage to your body. I actually had uh, four of them. Four concussions. Four concussions. And did not know because they were back-to-back. Because they put me right back in the game. So I got had the first concussion. And the next week, went back to play, had another concussion. And now they say they show the history that they come in multiples. You know what? It, it's... You mentioned you had four concussions, and let me tell you what. Uh, when we played, what how we got back on the field. 
How many fingers do I have? That's exactly that's right. How, that's how you got back on the field. That's it right. wasn't in any uh, tests and visualized tests and, and give you time to wait, give you a week or two to wait. Not at all. You had a concussion and you can you can guess two fingers. That's or, right. And it's actually a guess of maybe three, two or three fingers. You can go back in the game. I was in uh, San Diego and I was I was doing my line of duty. Um, as far as I, I didn't know I had concussions until they got all that paperwork up there. The guy told me I had a concussion. I guess the Cardinals put it down. Right. Um, but I've never missed a game. I never missed a play. I, I was always on the field. And that's crazy that they list me as having concussions and uh, having some uh, lashes from it. Right. But I've never, they always kept me in the game. And, and it's, it's unfortunate too. We're talking concussions and what it can do to you now, but no one said what it was doing to you then. Right. And, and that's unfortunate. There are better helmets right now that you can make. There are better helmets right now that are out there. I'm, I'm in the process of talking with somebody about creating a new hel a helmet or a different type of helmet. Um, but they're available to guys right now, but the league won't mandate those guys to wear it. And, and that's unfortunate. So, um, yeah, you having a concussion of what these guys done. And these guys, and then they can't give us lifetime insurance. Right. That's what's crazy. I mean, you know, our, our bodies obviously are getting beat up every single day. And, you know, concussions not only come from basically hitting somebody else, but it's also hitting the ground, right? right? You know, one of my concussions, I got hit in the air, but I was fine. But when I hit the ground, that's when I got a concussion. And so, you know, you got a lot of these long-term effects that our bodies, really, you just can't bounce back from. And just like you said, when I got all my x-rays and everything like that, I didn't know I had concussions either. The guy started asking me, he said, hey, well, it says here on your list you had four concussions. I was like, I did? Well, when you got a concussion, I was knocked out. I don't remember that, right? So, I mean, that's huge. But, you know, the long-lasting effects, you know, they're talking about Alzheimer's and all these things, dementia, that, you know, obviously multiple concussions will do to you. Um, and now that you look back at that, and I love the game. I love the game of football. You know, I played it since I was a kid, since I was seven years old. Um, wouldn't actually trade it for anything in the world, but the physical hazards that it places on our bodies and not to have insurance after the game, I mean, it's just unreal. And when you tell people that, they, they're like shocked, right? They're like, what? They are. I mean, they are. How, how do you not have insurance? That's, that's amazing. But, you know, the... The outside uh, media, as well as a lot of people, don't know a lot of things that go on inside the NFL. And when they're made aware of those different things, then change comes. But that's what we got to do is get the word out and let people understand what's going on. And you mentioned the response and the reaction to different people when they tell us, when we tell them, or the conversation is that we don't have lifetime insurance. They, they are astounded or, or wild about that can't be true. Because you know we we put so much into the game, and they see there's all this this glamour into it. The owners making so much money, a lot of guys in the league that's making so much money, and they think still you gotta have lifetime. This is the most physical sport played. I, I think that in hockey being more physical sport, but you don't have lifetime insurance, and that's one of my concerns with the National Football League. They don't have, they don't like negative attention. They don't like negative press. But instead, they continue to keep us away from talking about what we want to do as far as uh, how this lifetime insurance. Talking about what we want to do as far as fixing these concussions. Talking about what we want to do as far as sustaining others, uh, teaching others, guys that's coming in. And they don't allow that stuff to happen. And it's unfortunate because this is the greatest sport that we play. I, di I didn't know I had concussion. I've had a bunch of stingers, man. I had a bunch of... Uh, you know how you get those white dots to splash in your face. Yeah, I had a, I had plenty of those. Yes, plenty of those. And, and I said, I hope they don't throw the ball my way. Right. For a play, just yeah. to get 
back. I never come off the field. I love what football has done for me. I love what I, I wouldn't trade it in. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade it in. But it does bother me when guys say, um, "We know we play football. We know the." We know how physical it is. We do, and we do, and we, the owners know it. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you gotta take care of us as we take care of you accordingly. That's that's I, how it works. I love the game. I love what it's brought to me. I love what I've done for the game. I just wish I could sleep now. I wish my knees didn't hurt. I wish my back didn't hurt. Right now that it does, can I go to the doctor and and, and get some type of? Can I get this fixed? Right. And, and it's unfortunate, man. But I, I don't want to. Um, I do want to get your opinion on uh, if football, and then I want to talk about knockout energy. Tell me about the collective bottom green. What do you feel about this? If there's a stoppage in play, what does this does for a fan? Now you played the game. You've right. been involved with the game since you were seven. Right. You've always also. I, I don't think a lot of people know. We played the game. We are also fans of the game. Right. As a fan. Tell me how you approach the football, or do you come right back into it, and th- or do you think the owners just say it's okay? Once you're a fan, you're always a fan. We had this situation in baseball. We had this in hockey. Uh, we had this in um, other sports where they have been in basketball. Where they're, they're talking about locking, uh, locking out and renegotiating contracts. As a fan, what does this do for you if there's a work stoppage? Well, this that's a, that's a huge question. Um, the main thing, if you look back at baseball, um, that used to be America's sport. You know, baseball. Past time, yes. But now, you know, as they have their their strike, and you could just see the fan base diminish over that period of time. Right. I mean, both sides actually lose in that particular uh, predicament. I mean, obviously from the revenue generation side of the NFL, but at the same time for the uh, fan base that the NFL. NFL has built up over these years. They've developed a great fan base with the great players, the legends that we have, um, the players that we're basically playing the games today. Um, so I think from a, a fan standpoint, I said where the work stop is going for, it's definitely going to hurt. I mean, marketability is, the, is a huge thing. And once you take that away um, and you give somebody else the opportunity, maybe soccer or maybe a different sport to come in, MMA, look at, look at boxing. Boxing for a short period of time basically didn't have a, what they considered a legitimate champion. Um, they come in with MMA. MMA is now the new boxing. People don't only want boxing. So it's the same thing. I mean, it's all about marketability. So once you have that work stoppage, it's definitely going to affect the fan base in one way or another. Because as a fan, you know, people are asking me now, they're like, well, if we have a work stoppage, what are we going to do without football? I mean, what really, literally, what are they going to do without football? And so... I'll I, I tell you what's going to happen. Dave Craig. <laughs> I tell you what, what's gonna happen. Uh, uh, you, you're exactly right. You hit a lot of you hit on a lot of points. Uh, and, and as a fan, for me, I think that it's gonna it's gonna take away from me coming to the game. It's gonna take away from me sitting down watching football on Sundays unless there's a big game, unless there's a huge game. It's gonna take uh, the owners, the uh, teams, to show that. This wasn't done in a selfish act. But it's, it's almost impossible to believe that when you know the ins and outs about it, that it wasn't done in a selfish act. And, and that'll be too bad if there's a work stop because as a fan, it's hard-pressed to break up with me and then ask to go back together. Right. Saying, you're That's not, exactly right. Yeah, you're not going to break up with me and then say, oh, I was just playing. Let's go back together and get me in those stadiums. They, they got to understand that the fans – is where the revenue comes from. Right. That's a lot of revenue. A lot of revenue, a lot of sponsors, even though this is a non-profit, and I put this in quotations of organization. Right. Let's talk about you, man. Let's talk about knockout energy. I've tasted the energy. Uh, it's, it's a 16-ounce can, right? Yep. And uh, 99 cents. Yes. Great price. Yes. 
great price, but I've, I've had some that was pretty good. I had the punch. I didn't have any other. That's what I'm drinking right now. I had the punch. Uh, explain to me what Knockout Energy, where, where, how you get involved with this, mm -hmm. and where are you going with this? Well, basically, uh, Knockout Energy, we, we developed this uh, mainly because we've seen a lot, uh, basically a need in the uh, economy. Uh, it's basically an efficient drink, but as a, at the same time as an economic drink. Um, you know, obviously the 99 cent price is huge, but at the same time, if you have something 99 cents or less expensive than everything else in the market, it still has to have the same type of taste or even a better taste. So when we created this initially, um, it was basically to basically reach the mass parts of the market. Um, and since then, it's actually done phenomenally well. I mean, in our first uh, 45 days, we were ranked fourth um, behind Monster, behind Red Bull, um, and the other. And that's what I, that's what I wanted to ask you. Uh, you guys, you. Go 16 ounces and 99 cents, you're already winning right, right there. Now it has to have something special to it that the taste got to be good. Right. And I, as I said, I've had the punch. Mm -hmm. uh, knockout Energy, I had the punch. You also have the, the low carb ones. I haven't had that, but I, I probably have one right in front of me. I'm going to get that later. Uh, how do you guys compete other than financially with the Monsters, with the Red Bull, with the five-hour five hour energy drink? Because a, a five-hour energy drink, mm -hmm. it's about $3. It's right. close to $3. That's right. That's exactly and right. That's unbelievable that that drink is close to $3 and it's, right. it's a little shot. Right. And, well, that's the whole thing, though. At the end of the day, at $3, people are still drinking it. Right. right? So if, if you get an opportunity and they come in and they taste our drink versus a five-hour energy or a Monster, and they... I'm actually going to say most people that drink this say it's a better taste than most of those other, other drinks because it doesn't leave you an aftertaste in your mouth. Right. Plus, we have a variety of different types of drinks. So, really, we've designed the um, low-carb for, you know, obviously athletes who don't want to take on all the calories as well as for women who like that particular thing. Um, the punches are really good with a lot of the kids and things of that nature, 16-year-olds. You have to make it taste good to get the kids in it. And, That's and, right. And, it's crazy to say, but you have to fool the kids to let them know you're drinking something healthy. That's right. And at the end of the day, see, I was just talking to a guy over here at um, at the event, and he said his, he bought his kid a um, container of Monster for his birthday. That was his, his birthday gift. A container of yeah. Monster. And he said, from this point on, he said he's buying his drink, he said, because it's 99 cents. And they tasted it. Well, let me ask you about you guys' distribution. How are you guys getting that out, and where are you guys getting it out? Where would I find this? Well, now, can I find this at a... Now, I'm in Arizona. Right. I, I, we live in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, what I find this at uh, a, a Circle K or yeah. a gro what, what grocery stores? Well, right now we're in uh, Four Sons um, out in Arizona. We're also in a certain... Um, uh, Walgreens as well. Uh, we're in the process of getting them into the Circle K's um, as we're going forward. Actually, move, and we're moving um, to Alabama and then through the Midwest um, here in the next couple months. Um, but mainly right now, what we, how we've been doing is getting it out is mainly most of our contacts. We've been going um, kind of like the rappers used to take CDs oh, yeah. and do the bootleg. Also, you're selling out your trunk. Yeah, that's right. We roll, <laughs> and we roll it out the trunk. And, and basically, it's like basically taste and compare. You know what? Right. Hey, if I put this on your shelf today, right, and my drink is outselling the drinks that you have in your store five to one, you're making more money. You know what? I'll tell you this. I'm not I'm not in the, uh, usually in the distribution and all that stuff, but... 
mom and pop stores are great places to put. Yep, when 7 you got, yeah, Seven Eleven. When you got, when you get, when you have a product uh, such as this that you're trying to get out, mm-hmm. it's tasting, tasting compare. That's what you do. Mom and pop stores. Mm-hmm. You know when you're traveling and there's always those little stores that you have to stop to. And there's nowhere else. That's right. You find a knockout energy. Right. And then you ninety nine cent. You want to be in and out. Right. Ninety nine cent or a dollar and fifty nine cent for the same drink and the same amount of drink, same consumption. Right. A, a lot of people don't look. And with the what's in the drink, mm-hmm. uh, they just like the taste. Right. So it's good that you have punch because I like punch. Yeah. It's good that you can get the kids and it's tasteful for the kids. Right. Again, I haven't tasted the other stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, do you guys have a website? Yes, we do. It's um, our website right now is just basically www.knockoutenergy.com. Okay, so you can definitely go there and yeah. and, and um, that, that's probably another way you can. Um, if I go there, www.knockoutenergy.com, mm-hmm. can I put orders in and have them shipped to me? Yes, you can. Okay, yeah. and we built it based on that particular way so that even individuals can ship. Um, we can ship directly to individuals. As well. All right. Well, you know we do a golf events in uh in, uh, in Arizona, yes. so you know I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to request some of this knockout energy and actually more so have you at a booth or something because you probably going golf you really got to get back into golf that's you right are, <laughs> we're going to have this at a booth and, and definitely right. at, at one of my golf events or uh, the foundation or something like that just to have it at a booth because I, I'm also a fan of guys that I play with or played against or guys that I know that play right. and then they doing something like this like you're doing with the knockout energy right. if I can help help you get this out any way possible and I think there's different ways I've I mentioned it on the show I, I get the card I get all the right. information so when I'm on the air mm-hmm. every Tuesday at 10 o'clock Arizona time I like to mention stuff like that. I like to give guys a website to go to. Right now, I do energyforce.com. These are great bracelets. You can check out energyforce.com while there. Tell them I sent you. Get a good bracelet. Um, and just, but check out that website. But knockoutenergy.com. Yep, So I just, so just give me everything I need yeah. to get to get this out, and I keep uh, I keep putting it out. I'll definitely do that. Appreciate it, definitely. All right, one more thing before I let you go. One more thing before I let you go. Pittsburgh or Green Bay? Oh, you want me to break it down, or you want me to tell you? Just I want, want you to break it down. Okay. Well, listen. Now, tell me why you picked the team okay. you picked, and why you didn't pick the other team. Okay. Basically, I'm going with Pittsburgh, and this is the reason why. If you look at Pittsburgh historically, as well as over the last four years or last six years, they don't have the greatest talent ever. I mean, but when they get into the playoffs, they cannot be beat. I mean, most of the teams that they beat, pound for pound, they have more talent, if you want to say. I mean, take you take the Jets, who have amazing talent, but obviously couldn't get over the hump this year. But you take Pittsburgh, you got Ben Roethlisberger, um, who's been there and has won. I think he's won twice. Every, yeah, won every one he's been he's to, won. right? He's been there. This is third time. If he been and and to cut you off briefly, mm-hmm. if he wins this one, then what do you put him with Tom Brady? In? Definitely, he's already got one more than Peyton Manning. I, I, I'm not even trying to compare him to Tom Brady, but you got to start mentioning this guy with Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady getting uh, MVPs of the league, mm-hmm. office MVPs. Right. Ben just don't do it pretty enough. He don't do it pretty enough, and his is you know 
Tom got that that kind of poster child look, right? And that's what it's about. That Harvard look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, you look at those guys, and I'm, you're exactly right. He doesn't do it pretty, but they get it done. And, and like I said, this is what I look at with Tom Brady. I thought Tom Brady did it with talent. He had a lot of talent around him. I mean, Belichick knows how to put talent around him that basically works within their system. And not to say that Pittsburgh doesn't have talent, but at the same time, Ben is just a beast back there. He's like he's like perfect for Pittsburgh because he's like that steel collar quarterback. Rugged. You know what I mean? And he has that beard. Yeah. He looks like he belongs in steel time. That's he right. looks like he belongs there. So I think that's going to be hard for them to overcome with Green Bay. Green Bay obviously got Aaron Rodgers, who's been phenomenal this year. Um, I think he got hurt last week uh, against Chicago, so I don't think he's going to be 100%. Um, you know, obviously they got some guys that especially offensively can do it. The defense did a great job this year. I think they was ranked maybe third um, in the conference. Yeah, they, yeah. So, but at the end of the day, I just think for experience-wise, being there, understanding the game, I think you can't you can't go against uh, Pittsburgh. I'm going to have to watch. Here, here's where I'm watching this game. I'm going to have to watch uh, uh, Pouncey, uh, their starting center, mm -hmm. uh, rookie center, who played outstandingly this year, and, and more so more so in the passing game. More so in the passing game. And Pittsburgh, when they need a pass, Ben Roethlisberger always find a way to buy himself some time. The guy's 6'5", 250 pounds, right. they can move. But when he does move, it's more, it's a high percentage to his right. Right. So, I think with Charles Wilson, A.J. Hall, mm -hmm. um, uh, Clay Matthews, right. if they could, if they put that continuous pressure on them that they have been doing all year, right. I think um, keep them in the pocket. That's, that's the key. Keep him in the pocket. Once he when he's out of the pocket, it's a totally different ball game, and, he, and he's done. But I think uh, I got Pittsburgh. I would say that mm -hmm. winning this game. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers, and when they spread those receivers out, right? That's for receivers. Now you take it. Now you telling your your third and fourth cornerback to go out there and play ball. Well, you're not out there all the time. And I'll tell you one thing: Pittsburgh does do. They do keep their um, their base package in. That's they right. move the linebackers out. That's right. They keep their base package, move the linebackers out. But they do get pressure, and here's where they're good. Their linebackers know how to play in space. That's right. That's exactly right. And they got they have the, the right personnel. But the the biggest thing I think for Pittsburgh and obviously Dick LeBeau. Right. I mean Dick LeBeau is what 75 years old. 72 years old, I think and, it is. And how long he's been a coach? Right. Like you know what I'm saying. That experience, you know, being in that many Super Bowls and being able to see every situation that he's been in. I mean, I don't think truly from an offensive standpoint you can show him anything he hasn't seen. Also, though, uh, coming out of that Dick LeBeau camp, also is Dom Capers, right? Who's the, who's the defense coordinator over and um, and they over in Green Bay? That's right. And we've seen how outstanding these guys play. That's right. They got a young talent over there uh, outside of uh, Charles Wilson, yeah, uh, who played third, and he's still bowling. Yes. This is this guy Charles Wilson, who was the defensive MVP mm -hmm. of the National Football League last year. Right. He's still getting it done, right. and I think the right chemistry is around him in that defense mm -hmm. uh, to make plays because week in and week out through the playoffs. Someone always stepped up to make a play to give Green Bay that push. That's right. And it, it, was, a, it was a huge play in, a, in, a, in every game that somebody stepped up. That's the key component, I think, with uh, Green Bay. If we, Green Bay can't pull this out, it's going to be, I think, because of Charles Wilson. Because I, I believe they're going to blitz him. Yeah. Instead of covering Hines Warrant, I think they're going to blitz yeah. him because they want to keep Ben in the, inside the pocket. Right. Now, obviously, if Charles gets there, I don't know if he can bring Ben down. But. Well, you know what? Charles is, is, Charles is there. 
because he always, most times he flush him out from the right. Yeah. He's he's there to flush it to Clay Matthews and let Clay Matthews do that. Right. But with the with the starting center for the Pittsburgh Steelers out, I like to see what they're gonna do as far as a running game. Are they gonna they gonna run between the tackles? Are they gonna run? Are they gonna run those lead draws? Are they gonna run that power game? And it's gonna be interesting. I think they will come out and try to establish that to say we're fine. If you remember the last game uh, again with Pittsburgh and the, and. When the center went out, he did go out in the first quarter. He didn't go out in the last play of the game, so right. it's not like yeah. he didn't play three quarters before that happened. Right. But they did fumble the ball, and it resulted into a safety. That's right. So You're right. That's going to be more so uh, of the chemistry of Ben Rothenberg and his and his new starting center. Right. The guy has played. Mm-hmm. He's been playing on the offensive line. He just haven't started at center. Right. So that'll be one thing to keep an eye out for, man. And then I, I, look, I'm gonna let you go. We're gonna take a break. But energyforce.com, definitely, if you want to come on the show anytime and talk about this, or just give me the information, I, and, and I have push it out. Any way we can get that out, we're going to get that out. Okay. All right. Thomas Lewis played uh, numerous years in the National Football League. Had four concussions. Had <laughs> four concussions. And we gonna say, I got an email talking about the uh, long-term insurance, so we're going to see how that works out. And, we, and, that's, what, and that's what we got to do. We got to keep acknowledging each other about what's going on in life after football as far as what the NFL is going to do for us. Because we've done everything we can do for them. Yep. What are they going to do for us? Yep. That's Thomas Lewis. This is Kwame Lassie Sports. We are live at the PNE down in Dallas. We will be back in about two minutes. I know holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store.
app world or Android market. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The fans. Welcome back to the Formula of the Sports. We are live at the PE here down in Dallas. My next guest is Roman Olden. Roman, well, thank you for joining me, man. I appreciate that. Let me get let me let me uh let me add this to it that. We played together, but I've always played against this guy, and I, I'm glad I played with him because when he was with the Giants, they used to beat us up. Yeah, those are some well, those are some ugly, ugly years for us, uh, unfortunately too. But uh, you know, whether you play with a team that's, that's trying to establish winning tradition or a team that's been used to it and right. and is always quite there at nine and seven, ten and six, so. Uh, we're only having short windows, and we just got to maximize as much as we can. But, you know, that 2004 season we played together in San Diego, you know, being a part of that team, you reestablished the winning tradition that San Diego is still enjoying based on what we did as senior veterans on that and, team. And you know what? You make a good point because when I was in Arizona, it wasn't always winning, but we, we did fight hard defensively. But it wasn't winning, but it, it made the organization, it made guys want to want to do more to establish the success they had. And I think they got a pretty good coach in with Ken Wizard Hunt and his staff and uh, his superstar staff but they brought some discipline to what they're doing now and that's why these guys are winning so sometimes it takes for us you myself and a lot of guys like larry centers uh to lose some games so the, the for the greater cause for the greater cause of organizations to be successful uh tim what you have going on right now uh, i'm here today with the school of the legends uh, school of the uh, it's basically uh, an, an online social media company specifically for football uh, current former players. I'm trying to engage a lot of those players like our age, you know, that between, you know, 30 and, and 40 years old. Right. A lot of people came in the 90s um, getting those guys, current guys, and it gives fans a chance to specifically uh, connect with football. You know, unlike other social media, you're getting everybody, but this is specifically for football, football fans. They do elite training. So you can go on, say, Roman Oban, Kwame Lasseter, 
Larry Sanders learn how to do that chip block where you just nail them defensive ends in the That's about all you know how to do. <laughs> in the ribs. But, uh, no, it, it, it's a great way for it. it honors everyone as a legend. Everyone's a legend that put on this uniform, whether you're at your high school, your, your college, right. or your community. So everyone's a legend that, that, that represents the NFL. And uh, it's a way to engage everyone, promote their businesses. and I, I, and I think that's great what well. you guys are doing because I have actually signed on to the page. And I've, I was telling uh, Kimberly Hayes, who does consulting uh, uh, down in Atlanta, I said, you also can sign up for the page. You can be a member and, fig- and figure out what's going on with us and, and how you can help us and, and what we're doing. And also in terms, you know, she may be helped along the way, but it, it is a great uh, a great web, a great uh, networking uh, t- to figure out what we can do with the elite training you can, we, that we can do, learn how to play the game properly. And, and as I go into that, uh, I'm, I'm going back to, I'm going to the concussion part of it. Right. Is there is there a training up there where we can teach guys how to tackle today? Because I, I watch a lot of NFL games because I do radio shows also uh, in Arizona. I do I talk about this all the time? Guys do not know how to tackle these days, and I think you got to start it back up from uh, from when we started playing the game. You're right. I mean, I, I think if you look at a high school athlete. You know, this game was built on the hard hits, the old black and white movies, and yes. Mike Ditka and Ray Nisky. You know, people with three teeth in their mouth, but. But and obviously that's led to some of the things that you see now with the, with the hitting concussions. But if I'm a high school youth athlete and I can see Kwame Lasseter or Charles Woodson, you know, learn how to tackle properly, right. and you realize he's saying the same exact thing that your high school coach is teaching you. So no matter where you get, and skill wise, fundamentally you still have to be very sound. Right. Uh, you have to be very sound fundamentally, and that's what the, a lot of high school uh, athletes, you know, they're focusing on the end result. But not really the process. I mean, everyone, you go through those drills in training camp, the same drills, Wednesday, Thursday practice. So, And that's what the thing we can do online you know, through School of the Legends. And that's good. Like I said, I signed up to the School of the Legends. Uh, and, and, and it's a great call because you need to teach these guys how to tackle. This needs to be trickled down or trickled up to, from the kids to the coaches so the coaches can teach them, teach them proper technique. Guys are getting hurt for unnecessary reasons. And one of those reasons is because you just don't know. And, and, and I think up there with the website, uh, you can get the proper technique from guys who play the game, right. guys who understand. It's also a technique in how to fall down to the ground. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to see – I mean, seeing a guy get a concussion and miss four games coming back is one thing, but, I mean, you get a high school athlete, a youth athlete getting a concussion, he's done for the year. I mean, he gets a – you know, doctors in sports are aggressive doctors. You know, they're, they're trying to get you back next week. Exactly. But in the real world, you get some of these injuries. I mean, you can ruin a chance of even playing in college because of concussions, because of things, you know, that have happened of just not playing safely. So it's so much more important now that at the youth level, Pop Warner, high school, whatever, I mean, they're learning really how to play football. Right, and you played how many years? Uh, I played 12 years in the league. 12 years in the National Football League. Yeah, four years with the Giants, two in Cleveland, uh, two in Tampa, one in Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with John Gruden, and then uh, got traded to San Diego uh, a year later with you and then spent my last uh, four years with San Diego. So you know how... When you're 35 on kickoff return, that's when you know it's time to get out of the league. <laughs> 35 on kickoff. I think I was 35 and getting out of the league. Right? That's all. <laughs> yeah, so you do have a Super Bowl ring when, when you was down in Tampa. Yeah, it was one and done for me, though, because, you know, I think, like, I mean, we won a, it was a great year for us, but the Doug Brooks, All-Star, I mean, those guys were yeah. there with the orange uniforms. I mean, they appreciated. I think. They lived in that community. They stay there. Right. They start their businesses, and I don't live in the Tampa community, so mm-hmm. it's good to go back for the reunions, but. I, I, the Super Bowl meant differently to me than it did to a Derek Brooks or Lynch All Star guys. Right, like that. and after you won a Super Bowl, you went to San Diego, and that's where, uh, and that, and that's huge. You talking about it was one and done for you when you was in uh, Tampa Bay, but then you brought some of that leadership. You brought some right. of that went into Tampa Bay, and, and we talked earlier in the show in the segment that 
Uh, you got to teach those guys how to win. San Diego is now winning football games because yeah. we they brought guys like you in. They brought uh, guys I came yeah, in. Yeah, Keenan McCardell, Kena Randall McCardell. Godfrey, yeah. Stephen Foley. They brought all those guys in to teach these guys how to win, and now they're winning. They're enjoying success. I think one of the, uh, you know, I, I'm a Drew Brees fan. Oh, yeah, uh, I love Drew, man. But they, then they brought, uh, they have a quarterback in there that's, that's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, you remember a lot of people don't realize uh, that 4 season, we have four quarterbacks on the roster. Right. Uh, Cleo Lemon, Doug Flutie, Phil Rivers was a rookie, Drew Brees. And uh, uh, there was a kickoff returner by the name of Wes Welker. Wes Welker. Uh, he was leading the preseason in kickoff and punts, and they had to keep either him or Tim Dwight. They cut Wes Welker. He has a great career. You right. know, they kept Tim Dwight, which was good, but. You know, that was some of the Marty A.J. Smith. Uh, well, Marty is, a, um, in my opinion, he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Tim Dwight, um, you know, he was he was established. Yeah. Tim Dwight, we, you knew what you was going to get from that guy. Yeah. Wes Worker led the, uh, his collegiate, I think he was the Texas A&M. Yeah, led the nation, kickoff led return. Nation. Return, yeah. So, so, so you, you got to figure out what you did in college. We hope you can do in the pros. Yeah. But when you got a Tim Dwight there who's still blazing yeah. fast. I love the way he used to take them kickoffs at full speed and catch them. Always. I mean, he was at the twenty before the, the, the people ran down oh there. My so, goodness. and then, and this game is about this game about field position, and, yeah. and you got a guy like Tim Dwight who can change the dynamics of the game. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was a whole lot of thing. But I asked you how many years you played because I I, I have a problem with the concussion situation. I have a problem. I want to get your opinion on if there's some work stoppage in the National Football League. Uh, how you think we resolve that situation? Well, I think first of all with the concussions, I think the league has tried to do as uh, at least a, a good of a job. To a certain point of, you know, the rules, you know, how, how safeties have to play receivers now, you know, defenseless receivers. So they're right. trying to eliminate, you know, that 20 years down the line, a guy saying, you know, I had all these injuries because of my career, because of football. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's an occupational hazard to play this game because you're going to have concussions. You're going to have some of those issues. Uh, I mean, we're talking you know, Larry Sanders, all those chips you have. I don't know. Maybe do you have shoulder issues after that. So, but we know, you know, whether or not you would change anything if you go back. Uh, I mean, players, they're trying to get safer, but you just have to make sure that you're being proactive and not reactive to really helping players and making them healthy. And you've got the, with the work stoppage uh, possibly coming up, you just have to make sure that it's something that the owners can agree on that's balanced, um, that the players are benefiting, that the owners obviously benefiting financially. Right. You know, the players think the, the, the product is the players, and the owners and management thinks it, it's the shield. It's the organization, but you can't have one without the other. You can't have a school without the children. Right. Children can't teach unless they're in school. Can't learn unless they're in school. So, yeah, kind and, of that scenario. And, and that's crazy because I, I, I talked earlier uh, when I first started uh, today that it, once you involve money in the situation, money becomes a problem because now you, you feel like you can use one and do without the other. And, and as you mentioned, you can't have a school without the kids. You can't have the kids and talk about you teaching somebody. Yeah. We got to find a way to put, bring this together. And, and it's unfortunate that we in this conversation, we we talking about this right now yeah. when I think. It's one of the greatest games that ever been invented. One of the greatest games ever been played. I love what football has done for me. I love what I've done to the game while yeah. I played it. We all built it, man. Yeah, exactly. But I, but I'm, I feel a certain way when I wake up. So I wonder why. Being a, do, is it easy for us to say that? Well, we knew what we was getting into. We knew we were going. We knew we were playing a physical sport and dismiss that and say, well, I don't need the insurance because you got a guy that been playing. Five, six, seven years, but he's been playing on special team, but he's been helping his team win, yeah. and when he's done, he doesn't have lifetime insurance. Yeah, I mean, you talk about, like, special teams. You know, the rule now where you can only do a two-man wedge. You can't do four-man I mean, they, right. so things like that. Hands. Yeah, you can't lock hands on a wedge. You can't have the kamikaze dude running down, that, that R5 guy. Uh, but I, I think, like you said, you, you can go back and look at it. Could we have done some things differently? Maybe, but 
you know, how you think and process things in your 20s versus now, you know, you're, you're 40, 38, whatever, um, how you look at it differently. But I mean, you want to see a game that was better than the game that you came in, not just financially, but you want to make sure that players are smarter, players are doing better with their money. They really learn and they, they're getting their, their, um, uh, their physicals every year. They've seen independent doctors if there's an issue. You're not just trusting the system of the right. trainers. Uh, you know things like I mean, we could talk about this all day, but we I can. Mean, and, and and you make up some good points because some of the some of the doctors, uh, in, in my opinion, and, and I've I've always felt this way on certain teams. I with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, San Diego Chargers, St. Louis Rams. I think some of the doctors are just they more so to be on that staff. They have to pay to be the doctors for that organ for that uh, franchise. And I think they they favor more on what the owners or what the organization says more so uh, how you really are, how you feel. So uh, on, on the school of legends, we got Larry Sanders uh, has just joined the show. I want to get us his uh, assessment on a couple of things too. But school of the legends, do you guys teach life skills up there? Uh, there's a life skill program where kids can understand that uh, there's a certain way of doing things. If you want to, if you want to stay in this sport, if you want to learn how to tackle, you want to learn how to play football. Uh, there's choices, consequences, decisions. Do you have life skill situations up there? Yeah, we're going to develop that uh, for the fall. Okay. I mean, the, the company launched, uh, you know, fourth quarter of, uh, of, of 2010, uh, where we grew from 300 current and active players, former and current players to 1,100 now. We're going to grow to 2,000 this year. Uh, I'm going to help write some of the motivational stuff as well. Uh, you, you talk about character. Are you doing motivation speaking? Uh, I've done some before. You know, I do TV and radio in New York and stuff okay. too. So, uh, you know, you talk about character in the NFL. You know, some of these guys, like, you know, the Pac-Man Jones situation right. and stuff like that. But that trickles down to high school. So, you know, that high school kid, Absolutely. you know, you have to say, listen, don't think because you're supposed to deliver your family out of financial ruins. And don't don't treat a guy like a grown man because he he got a 40-inch vertical. He's getting a bunch of letters. Right. You know, teach him how to be responsible. Teach him character. And that how you, you build that young community that grows up and knows how to be responsible and, and treat the blessings if they're able, fortunate enough to go to the next level. Yeah. Okay, I'm sitting here with two guys who have Super Bowl reigns. Larry Sinners, he has a Super Bowl reign. You got yours in New England, right? Right. Uh, I, 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 I'm taking the importance of this ring. I've I've been with Larry and he had Let this ring on. Both yeah, of you got your rings. Which one is that? Uh, the second one. Uh, Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah I was You know, the, I always say this. They get bigger and better. This is this is the joke about the Super Bowl. Every owner supposedly gets uh, I don't know. Let's say it's like five thousand per ring. Uh-huh. The joke in Tampa was our owners paid four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine for each ring and saved the dollar from what the league because ours is so much smaller than all these other. I mean, I've seen some of these obnoxious. Let like me the see. Yeah, let me see them. Let me see them. Mine looks like a, a Jocelyn's high school ring compared to. You got a good class ring. This is my high school ring. But I'm going to want to talk because I don't have a Super Bowl ring. But I, I, I love talking to guys who, who's been there. And you told me, uh, Roman, that it meant something different for you because those guys, they work. Those guys were there yeah, since. Imagine they, you in Arizona, you guys, right. uh, Mark Smith and Jameer, I mean, winning the ring versus exactly. a guy coming there in one season and doing it. Exactly. And coming there. So that means that he just fell into a, a good team at yeah. the time, a team that was peaking at the right time. And Larry, I get, have you joined up the School of the Legends yet? No, I have. It's a good website, man. I've, I've signed on to it. Um, it. That's where you find a lot of information. Now, and you and I, we talk all the time, but we talk also about doing some stuff and and being right there where it's happening or knowing what's happening when it does. Uh, let me get your assessment on this uh, CBA. Also, start with the um, the concussions. Well, I mean, you kind of throwing me right in the in the fire. Oh yeah, with me and Roman, we was going at it. We was we was we was already hot. Third one, you baby. Know, Third you one. Know, <laughs> you know, I'm always gonna you know. Based on the fact that I was a player for so long, I always have a, I'm biased, and I think that the players should uh, should be put in the best possible position to uh, to make the money, given what we what we have to put in, what we have to sacrifice in right. order to to provide our teams with what they require us of, and um, you know, 
I just hope that the league can work it out in the most efficient way. I'll be honest, I'm not on top of it as probably as much as you guys are. Um, and I haven't, you know, I haven't paid as much attention since I stopped playing. But I'm always in favor of the players. Well, well, did you say that you haven't paid much attention since you stopped playing? Let me tell you, if there is work stoppage, do you, as, as a fan, it's almost like we're dating now. You break up with me. Now you say, oh, I'm just playing. Let's go back together. Is a lead that bold to do that, to, to stop that and come back? Because we had this situation in baseball. Baseball took a long time to come back with the fans. Man, I, I don't know about you, Larry, but I, I like bowling, but I don't want to watch bowling on Sundays 1-4. to four. I, I want to see some football, right. so hopefully they can. They have enough of a chance to fix it before this uh, thing gets started. Right, and, and you, you're not going to be able to tell me that uh, uh, as a fan, because a lot of people don't understand that we played the game, but we are fans of the game. Absolutely. But, so as a fan, if there's some stoppage, how quickly do I come back into it? Do I watch it? Maybe I just watch it on a big game or, or maybe just doing a playoffs because I, I, I agree with you, LC, when you, Larry, when you say um, – you have to find a way, a better way, efficient way to come to agreement to both win, that both sides win. Yeah, I definitely think there's some, some happy ground there that both sides can uh, get a little bit of what they want. Probably uh, neither side will get everything they want. Obviously, that's that's kind of how a marriage works. But uh, you know, I look at these guys. You know, as players, we know we sacrifice. I mean, from our families to our time to I mean, countless hours of uh, just trying to create a certain standard and a right. certain product. I think that the owners, at this point, with the game being as popular as it is, I think the owners have a responsibility, not only to the players, but to the fans and the people who love our game, to do the right thing and make sure that these guys get taken care of. Yeah, I, I agree, man. It's just, it's just I, I, got a, I got a passion about uh, what, what all this means and what all this could mean. And, I, and I've said a couple times, time before that, when you involve a money situation, somebody's got to win more. <laughs> somebody's got to win more than the other. Uh, you you got to. That's why I like it complicates too much of what's going on or what we're trying to do. And that's enough money. Before, before a ball is kicked off on game day, there's eight to fourteen million dollars made. And this is before the ball is kicked off. Uh, so there, there is money there out there. But here's the here's the catch. The NFL is a non-profit organization. You don't have to show me how much money you're making. And that's the issue right now of what we have. And we, we want to open the books. They don't want to show us exactly what we're making. Uh, we got guys, and, and Aroma, you mentioned guys like Pac-Man Jones who come out in the first round and don't have any money. So the, I think more so the owners are counting on situations like that. Where's the unity first before uh, we can get back together and we can go in there and fight with these guys? And I, you know what, we gonna, I appreciate you guys. That was just rhetorical. I appreciate you guys uh, coming on the show, both of you guys, Super Bowl range. Y'all put in great work. Made the league what it is. Uh, uh, you guys got out of what you wanted to. Um, and then I think more so a lot of us play the game for that ring. We play, you can, everybody that's outside looking in, they talk about the money. The money is great and it comes with it. But you play the game for that ring and you want to have fun. You want to build. And people ask me all the time, do I miss the game? No, I miss the situation like we having right now. I miss that locker room. Man. I miss that locker room Absolutely. and that camaraderie, those playing rides. Yeah. And, and, and guys, older guys teaching you how to play the game before you even step on the field. And I appreciate you guys for coming on. I appreciate, appreciate you guys for what y'all did for the National Football League. Right, yeah. This is Kwame okay. Lives for the Sports. Kwame Lives for the Sports. We are live down at the P&E down here in Dallas. This was a great segment. I'm going to take off. This was my last segment. I uh, appreciate all my guests that came on. Uh, my show is on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. in Arizona time. Uh, check it out. It's, it's worldwide. Again, Formula Sports, we'll see you guys next week.